0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the
0: headlines.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, coming at you live from the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast. We're at Gulfport High School today. Rhino back in the Element Wealth Studios. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. What's happening today? Oh, not too terribly much for a Friday Eve. Raining up there? Uh, it's threatening it. Hadn't quite started just yet. Well, we had the torrents uh, move through the Gulf Coast uh, this morning, and still, I think, a little bit out there, moving from the west to the east, paralleling the coast. Had to sit in the vehicle for a little while when I parked here at uh, this fantastic facility, Gulfport High School, waiting for those torrents to move on out of here. And by the way, though, I have got my slacks and blazer on today. I got my tennis shoes on, though you can't see them on TV. That's because I didn't want to walk in four inches of water in my good shoes you know how that
3: goes oh yeah
2: we got a great lineup for you today by the way I've already received the tour of the this fantastic uh, operation here doesn't look like a high school to be honest with you it looks like um, really a place to learn a lot of stuff that can help you help a student later on in life it certainly doesn't resemble the uh, the halls of the high school in the in the the classrooms of the high schools when I was in school very impressive and uh, a great group of student ambassadors that uh, gave us the tour we got some video of that as well Uh, Alex Payton was walking did a pretty good job there Alex walking backwards while you were uh, taking the video didn't fall or trip on anything so that was good but uh, we got a big day for you today dr. Mike Tatum the assistant superintendent of Gulfport School District will join us in the next segment Bill Labors, the director of the Harrison County Development Commission then Sandy East Career Pathways K through 12 in the district business and industry relationships career experiences along with a student ambassador and then the principal of Gulfport High School Wendy Husley, and then a student ambassador and dr. Thomas Brooks Career and Technical Programming in the academic institutes that's what I got the tour of uh, today by the way at the high school Billy Hughes the mayor of the great city of Gulfport. We'll be on at 1220. We'll wrap things up with the Vice President of BXS Insurance and the Chairman of the Mississippi GOP, Frank Bordeaux. So, some of the news uh, overnight uh, and and just continues about uh, the bill the President signed. A couple of days ago, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, that was made possible because of Democratic Senator from the great state of West Virginia, Joe Manchin, when he signaled his support for this bill, broke my heart, honestly, and uh, and so now he's being questioned. You may have seen this, folks, in Rhino. He's being questioned about this notion of immediately taming inflation now that this bill has been enacted. And he's backing off on that now and his his spin on it now is, well, we didn't say that's gonna happen right away. Well it turns out that um, there's something known as climate realism and the Wall Street Journal editorial board wrote a great article about this and and they did some analysis in conjunction with Dr. Bjorn Lumberg uh, he's he's a, he's a uh, actually a journalist that has a Lombard show, um, but anyhow they did some analysis on this, and what they've come up with is that uh, the Climate Act will have a an unnoticeable impact even by the year 2100. And said that the best case scenario, once, once the, uh, the various provisions of, now they're calling it the Climate Act, by the way. They, they've kind of uh, dismissed the name and lost the name Inflation Reduction Act. Because they now know, well, it's really not going to do anything with respect to inflation. But they say that the best case reduction of temperature would be .028 Fahrenheit. Point zero two eight. Uh, now they said that would cost just to get to that level about thirty nine trillion dollars of investment in so called uh, green and renewable energy. Now to put that in perspective, according to the World Bank, the twenty twenty world economy. And US dollars was 84 billion so you can do the math there uh, we'd have to spend about half the global annual economy of 84 billion every single year uh, for a, a extensive number of years just to reduce the temperature by 0. 28, 0.028 pardon me 0.028 Fahrenheit so this thing truly is a ruse, and, and now I think the chickens are coming home to roost, and we're finding out. The other thing, interestingly enough, we've talked about this quite a bit on the program, is in order to be eligible to receive the various electric vehicle tax credits, which are, of course, $7,500 for a new SUV or truck um, that is valued at no more than 80000 uh, $80,000 and, uh, or a uh, a used one, or or, pardon me, a car, a car. There's a a different scenario for a used one, but a car is $4,000. But it, it appears that in order to meet all the various criteria, which does require that the vehicle be totally assembled in North America, Now we're learning and digging through the legislation that 40 percent of the minerals used in the production of the battery and the steel and the other materials in the vehicle must uh, come from either the U.S. or what are considered uh, friendly nations. Well that excludes China, which is presently responsible for 80 percent Of the production of the globe's rare earth minerals. And these are the minerals, of course, used in EV batteries. Bottom line is, there are very, very few vehicles at this point that even qualify for these credits. Of the 72 electric vehicle models on the market today, 70%, 70%, that's 55, are ineligible for the credits none will qualify once this additional requirement of forty uh, percent of the minerals coming from uh, friendly nations goes into effect I believe that's in 2025 so it, it's, uh, it's it's a bit uh, deceiving I think to suggest that once this bill goes into place that the average American going to run down to their local electric vehicle car dealer and buy an $80,000 electric truck or SUV which would be eligible for a $7,500 credit especially when 70% of them don't qualify so this is going to be a continued problem and these are the kind of, of details and nuances that exist in uh, these laws that the vast majority of are these bills when they're they're being debated and deliberated and before they are, are voted on and placed on the floor the vast majority of the members of Congress don't know. They don't understand those details as well, and they just vote because somebody in the party, generally party leadership, tells them you got to vote for this. And, and so, for example, the Ford F-150 Lightning. Now, Ford reports they have orders for this particular vehicle of 200,000, 200,000. Uh, But they, just kind of incidentally here recently, Brian, I think you talked about this on the the show last week, they increased the price $7,000 once the bill went into effect, once the bill was signed into law. So you get a $7,500 credit against a vehicle that now costs $7,000 more. So you can do the math there. Uh, In the meantime, GM just last month raised the price of its electric Hummer by $6,250. So... Again, uh, uh, the those who benefit the most are the very people that, uh, that uh, are usually criticized and condemned by those who sign off on this legislation, which are these giant corporations. They're the ones that benefit because the government is paying people to buy their product. And in this case, uh, Ford and GM both say, okay, well, if the government's gonna kick in 7,500 bucks, we'll just, I don't know, arbitrarily raise the prices of these vehicles. So this really achieves nothing, uh, in my view. And and there's a a list of other vehicles as well. But 70% that don't qualify? Uh, How do you see that working out? And of course, we discussed uh, earlier on the program Uh, last week and earlier in this week about these uh, rather bizarre requirements to be eligible to receive the various uh, green energy credits for uh, weatherizing one's home or buying an electric hot water heater, uh, an electric heat pump, electric appliances. Those are only eligible to individuals that, uh, whose household income is 80% of the HUD-published area income in central Mississippi. That's about $35,000 a year. Don't see them going out and buying expensive electric heat pumps or putting solar panels on their, their residences and so forth. But anyhow, we'll take a break right here The Element Well Studios relocated to Gulfport High School. We'll be back with Dr. Mike Tatum, the assistant superintendent of the Gulfport School District.
5: arts. If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at
6: ClintonBodyShop.com. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. check us out online at service specialist ltd.com that's service specialist ltd.com service specialists your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in ridgeland canton and oxford
7: this hour of middays with gerard gibbert is sponsored by innovative health clinic in ridgeland for personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence erectile dysfunction and neuropathy they help you get your life back
9: Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601 362 9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi owned business.
10: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard on location at Gulfport High School. Rhino back in the Element Wealth Studios. Of course, we've got the Element Wealth Studios down here in the Gulfport High School as well. But joining us now on the set, Dr. Mike Tatum, Assistant Superintendent of the Gulfport School District. Dr. Tatum, good morning, and thanks for coming on.
11: Good morning. Thanks for having
2: me. Well, i got to tell you, i got the very impressive tour of, uh, of the high school and uh, the academic institutes. This looks like uh, you may be to something here as far as uh, really changing the, the paradigm and the model for uh, secondary education.
11: God, this is a good place to be. Uh, like I say, Gulfport High School is the starship for the school district in terms of the future. If you come here, you can't help but love it. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's beyond awesome.
2: And so one question I didn't ask, uh, perhaps you can help me with, is what are the grade levels for a student here to participate and uh, and actually uh, have some classes as part of the institutes?
11: We got 9 through 12 here at the high school, but every person play a role in getting a good class here.
2: And, and what about when you're, uh, Doctor Thane? When you're when you're hiring instructors uh, for these kinds of this kind of coursework, is that is that different than the more traditional a uh, teacher and role? It, it
11: is, and what we look for we look for those that don't come and try to buy into what we are doing. The teachers of long ago cannot work in a place like this. Yeah, this thing like this is like uh, in another planet.
2: Yeah, it's just different. Well, do they have traditional um, education backgrounds from an academic perspective or do you have folks that also come out of the private sector and, and bring some real-world experiences into the environment?
11: They come out of both, but the private sector has been good for us. it been good in terms of what we offer, bringing those in, the on that 5% that they can get in here from that world experience and bring it to the classroom.
2: Yeah. Uh, what what about uh, the impact that this has had on enrollment say for example a family that was maybe thinking about sending their children to, to private schools that may not and likely don't have uh, this kind of environment and this kind of instruction is, is that of appeal and is that attracting um, students that otherwise may go to those private
11: schools? Oh most certainly you know before we Brought all this to the to the future. We did have uh, parents that was t- thinking about taking them somewhere else. But you got to remember here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, there are 11 different school districts within a few minutes apart. Okay. At Gulfport School District, we knew we were doing some good things, but academically, we was great. We was doing well. But the building was not where it should have been. So therefore we floated that bond issue, got the new school school built, and then we started offering these things. You got to remember also when we first started off, parents were thinking like, What are they offering here? What are they doing? Yeah. But as the word got out that we was doing some things differently, especially in the CAP department in terms of what we were trying to get there, yeah those parents started bringing those kids in.
2: Tell us what that acronym means, CAP. Oh, uh, CAB, the acronym. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Communication arts business. business. Gotcha. Right. I just want to make sure yeah. for the benefit yeah. of our, our audience. Yeah. yeah.
11: And those acronym changes. That you got to. Remember, you got
2: to remember. Well, I came out of the I- IT business, so I'm pretty familiar with acronyms. Yeah. It's yeah. the alphabet suit yeah. industry.
11: Yeah. Well, when we start doing <laughs> those things, and then pay. there is something out here at Gulfport High School for every student. Not yeah. just uh, a look cookie cut group, but that's for everyone. Auto mechanics. You think about that. You think about building trades. You think about those things. We we want to offer things that that basically going to get kids ready for the workforce everybody's not going off to college gulfport high school has something to offer for everyone
2: yeah no doubt about it do you do you anticipate that that this may be the model for the future of uh, high schools
11: most certainly most certainly i mean there are some states that was doing it outside the state of mississippi but when the gulfport school just got in that to that initiative to be a starship for the state of mississippi we moved forward current was also in that group but we we decided to stay with it once again we first started that a few years ago they thought we were going crazy down here somebody bringing these things is what we were going to do but guess what it worked
2: yeah so the uh if a student is enrolled are they is there a requirement as part of a part of their uh, curriculum and their and their coursework to be a, a student and, and attend one of these classes, or how does that work? Well,
11: it works both ways. They have requirements also, but we also still have the traditional side of it too. Sure. Also, yeah. Sure. But we have those individuals that, if they qualify, they get. In, they got to show interest first. Okay. Yes, Once they show that interest, and we don't try. We, we recruit. We don't recruit. We say it's here for everyone. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. If this campus is divided. This is like a small junior college here. Yeah. You got. You get them involved, and once they get involved. It, the word get out so we also have parents that pay tuition to bring their kids here okay because of this
2: curriculum yeah interesting mm-hmm. okay uh and, and i just wonder how many of the kids when they're they're going through some of this class work uh, in in some of these various disciplines, it's totally different than sitting down in a, at a desk and and uh, paying attention to an instructor in the front of the room writing yeah. on a chalkboard. I'm, I'm, no disrespect to yeah, that, but uh, but it, it's clearly a contrast. When I peeked my head in, in one of those classrooms and, and uh, saw them in, in the in the furniture making and, and, and using wood and tools and stuff yeah. like that and had goggles on and hard hats, I mean, they look like workers out on a job, which is I know what you're trying to do is emulate yeah. that. I just wonder how many of them is part of that experience start thinking about what they want to do most I think kids and students in high school are just not interested in thinking about what am I going to do post high school or post college maybe some of them do but I think in general it's still fluid I wonder how many of them really start to make that decision and it 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 is what they pursue once they're out of high school
11: oh oh, large majority I'm I had a a colleague when we first bought arts in. that family all of them with the college became math teachers wow Culinary arts came in. He signed up for it. His whole demeanor changed. Yeah, he went off to college, and now he's in culinary arts.
2: How about that? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So when you're when you're thinking, just thinking about to, to, uh, the period of my life when I was that age, you may. Know of something in some occupation and think I think I might like to do that, but there's nothing like experiencing yes. it, right? The Hands firsthand on, and yeah. hands-on, how how that it, you may learn that's really not for me, yeah. or you you may it learn yeah, this is something I'd really like to do. I mean, I think your example was uh, was perfect for that uh, that purpose. Uh, What about other schools uh, uh, in the district or around? Because you said there are 11 districts. 11 districts. uh,
11: 11 schools. 11 11 school districts. Districts, yeah. yeah. Uh, Across the three
2: coastal counties?
11: Yes, indeed. From the uh, point to the bay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Are are they uh, talking to you guys? You've set the stage. You, You described it as being the starship, being the first out of the gate uh with this approach with this model are, are they talking to you coming by taking a look they most certainly get,
11: are and what get they the input yeah we and we have an open door policy schools just want to okay. come in and take a look and take a tour we do that yeah we'll set it up have them to come in not only will we do that but we have our ambassadors that's the forefront for gulfport high school the ambassadors they know the content and once again traditional classrooms are gone Gulfport High School is not a traditional school. The class is not traditional. The students are the centerpiece of the classroom, not the teacher. The teacher, basically is just like a lead. That's just a leader. That's all he is. Yeah. But the kids are the workers.
2: Yeah. Makes now, sense. I'm yeah. more of a facilitator. Yeah, most, yeah. most
11: certainly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that
2: makes that makes total sense. What What about the Department of Education? What What do they say about this? Yeah,
11: look, uh, they. They came on I don't know if you remember Dr. Tom Burnham. Yeah. He was the Superintendent of the State of Mississippi back in the day. He's at Ole Miss right now. Yeah. He was the one of the biggest our biggest fan that came to us to say, Won't y'all look into this? Won't you try this? Because they were doing it in North Carolina and then we okay. came on board. Most of okay. them.
2: Yeah. What what was the a couple of minutes left? What what was the catalyst? What what kicked us off?
11: We knew we were doing some good things in the Gulfport School District, but there's a old saying, how do you go from good to great? Yeah. So we want to do some great things, and what we decided to do was look outside the box, and once we start looking outside the box to see what other states was doing, you know, we were doing the same old, same old, just going to school, coming every day the kids enjoy, going to get a high school diploma, but we found out, hey, there are some things that you need to change, and the education was one of those things that we need to change, yeah. so we decided to do that.
2: Well, was it a collaborative effort? Uh, the, the district office, the principals, the staff, the teachers, the parents we were, were all kind of involved, yeah. and and came together and said, this, this makes sense? Yeah.
11: What we decided to do, before we taking it out to the community we we had the capitals to get together and we discussed the principles but we had community meetings we went to every community in the city of Godport to make sure that everybody was on board to let them know what we was going to do now like I say we just didn't go to one side we went to every department all over this community uh, we had uh, Politicians involved. We yeah. had the clergy involved. Okay. Yeah, to make
2: sure. That well, that's the way to do it. Isn't yeah. It? Most certainly. I mean, certainly. You, you. It's. It's not a surprise. This no. is coming. You're all on board. Yep. Let's move forward, and 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 everybody uh, is pulling the wagon. That makes a lot of sense. Most certainly. Dr. Tatum, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Look, I appreciate it, and thanks y'all for being here. Congratulations on all the success of Gulfport School District. Dr. Mike Tatum, assistant superintendent for the Gulfport School District. Bill Labors, the director of the Harrison County Development Commission, up next on Middays. We're at Gulfport High School. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, an 80% chance of showers, high near 85. Tonight, a 50-50 shot of rain, cloudy skies, low around 71. Your Friday, a 50% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 87. And for your Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
12: Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks sales and service the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
13: Hunting and timberland are some of the most highly valued and sought-after real estate available. Hi, I'm Mike Odom, realtor and land specialist with Four Corner Properties. And from every corner of the state, 4CP is your total real estate solution. Whether you're in the market for an investment track, a weekend getaway for the family, or you want to buy or sell a home, I'm here to help. Call me today on my cell at 601-927-5018 or 601-952-2828 or visit our website, 4CPLandonHomes.com. This is Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson.
7: What's new, Dave?
13: New Nissans are arriving daily. We are now offering a two-year
0: maintenance program on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats the Canon deal. Nobody.
14: One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Protect
15: your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Only 12% of Americans believe the Inflation Reduction Act signed into law by President Biden will actually bring inflation down, and recent polls show 40% think it will actually make it worse. State Senator Chad McMahon told us what he's been hearing from his constituents.
5: They are furious at the way this federal government is spending money out of control. They are angry about what's taking place with these, these raids on the former president. They're angry, they're, they're, they're uh, enraged over the FBI who is taking the cell phones of sitting congressmen who are former generals. What is taking place in this country is wrong.
16: He accused Democrats of not understanding basic monetary policy.
5: When you print more dollars, it erodes the dollar. And it's costing the average American $450 more a month to live than it did in January of 2020.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Middays. The great Stevie Wonder bumping into us into this segment. We are live at Gulfport High School. The Element Wealth Studios temporarily relocated to the Gulfport High School. And joining us now, Bill Labors, the director of Harrison County Development Commission. Bill, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about this facility, this high school? It's uh it's Unlike special. anything I've seen. It's pretty special, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Ought, my be... favorite
18: place to come on a tour with people that haven't been to a high school in a while. They complain in the van on the way over here, <laughs> and then they can't get out of here. They, they're just amazed, and they talk about it when they come back. Wow, that high school is amazing. So we're, the students, the teachers, the, the product that comes out of this school is Second to none.
2: Yeah, and you can tell uh, certainly in my experience uh, the brief tour with the student ambassadors, they're quite proud, and they should hope, be. Yeah. Uh, they know their stuff. They're, they are, I think, great ambassadors, as they are, uh, for the, the school and uh, its accomplishments and its mission, and it's uh, it's really intriguing to, to walk the halls with them and, and see everything good going on. Tell us about the uh, development commission, exactly what you guys do. Well, we do a lot of stuff. We don't have enough time today to go
18: over all the things we do. But the, thing, the reason I'm here uh, is because Sandy East told me to be here and, and Alex told me to be here and Brandy told me to be here. But um, we, we've got a special intern program in Gulfport's where we initiated it. Um, it's called the Sea force It's skills, experience, and adventure. So it's one thing to talk about a job. It's another thing to do what you think you want to do. There's a country song right now, do what you love and call it work. Yep. And um, that's what we're letting these kids they get a job in high school they say they want to be an accountant we put them with an accountant and say you like it or not and so it gives them that path forward to decide what they want to do and not everybody's going to be an accountant not everybody's going to go to college uh, we were just talking before we came on the air one of our first interns is Flora Dido who runs, who runs the social media and a lot of things at WLOX so she went off to school she came back we're really proud of her um, we've got another student at mississippi state who's finishing up we've got some great stories of where these mm-hmm. kids have taken themselves because of the opportunity that we presented them so it's a great partnership and we've expanded it not only from gulfport high school but all the schools in harrison county are now participating we're working with um, ryan miller and yeah. accelerate mississippi mm-hmm. uh... with the programs that they're rolling out so we're we just want as many kids as possible to get as much exposure into the job market as possible and do what they love can call it work
2: yeah I, I wonder how, how much uh, this rather novel approach uh, to h- a high school education how much will that uh, hopefully uh, stimulate uh, the students uh, staying in the state and uh, becoming productive citizens of the great state of Mississippi. I think Flora is
18: a good example. Uh, Jaden's probably going to be a good example when he graduates. Um, we've got, you know, it's 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 also dependent on the businesses. They've got to pay well. So we sure. we also partnered with Mississippi State and old Miss in some of those other programs to bring other students back to the coast or expose them to the coast for the first time. And a lot of these companies make job offers because. If you're involved with Gulfport High School and us and our businesses, they get to cherry-pick the best of sure, the best. Sure. And and they really, a lot of times you have to convince a business, well, why do I need this? And then once you plant somebody in there, they're like, how many Jessicas do you have? <laughs> um, so it's it's fun to watch those stories develop. And and the other thing that's happening is it's a mentor program. So a lot of these kids drive by these buildings and have no idea what's going on in them every day. And now they've got a partner in the community And maybe that gives them reason to stay here and get that good job um, and you know, become a plumber or electrician sure. or whatever.
2: Well is your organization working with the private sector to Every encourage day. them to get involved
18: in this program? We had a meeting yesterday, we invited, we've had two meetings in the last week with over 20 plant managers and businesses where we put them directly with the mm-hmm. students, we put them with the, the programs that we're working. And they're, all, they're also, we have a program here at the high school but there are also other programs in the community that we link up with. To increase the exposure of sure. all the other things that are happening. So we don't reinvent the wheel every time, but we get the students and the businesses the best matchups that are possible. Because sure. no matter what automation you put in your plant, you still got to have somebody to fix it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, has the commission been involved uh, in this program from yeah, the beginning? We, we created it. Okay, I got it. So you. we
18: created it. We funded it. Now we have partners with Mississippi Power and Coast Electric that help subsidize. So, so one of the I, I sign a lot of checks because uh, we we do a lot of things in the community. But the the most fun I have is signing a student's check for like a hundred <laughs> and twenty nine dollars and eighty two cents. A lot of these kids have never had a job before. Sure so they you know it's we pay nine dollars an hour we're not paying twenty dollars an hour but it it gives them that opportunity to get into the workplace see what it's like have some responsibility it's another carrot on their resume if they're going into some competitive job market or or to school it gets them opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have had if they hadn't had this and in the ambassadors and all the things that they do here specifically at gulfport high school elevate those students to that next level wherever they're going
2: yeah what about uh, assistance to the students for managing those paychecks and getting them banked and helping them understand how to how to how to deal with that real-life problem they're going to face one day i wish brandy was here to answer that question but
18: sandy does a lot la- sandy we had two students last year that didn't have transportation she literally drove them from the high school to our office and came and picked them up wow. every thursday yeah um, we don't really get into that level we got a lot of parents that call say hey where's my kids check and we are like that's between you and your your student um so we um we we do have banking partners um and it's we haven't gotten to that level yet but but it's it's complicated because you're dealing with a student we put them in a business we tell the business they're a student first so if they've got a test or something comes up at school makes sense they need to communicate with you it's a job you can still you know be asked to leave yeah ability with it. and 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 so far it's worked we've probably had before covid we had about 34 kids in the program this gotcha. year we hope to have about between 50 and 100 uh, countywide and uh and we're just you know it's tell us what you want to do and then sandy will find the student and tells me that james wants to do you know auto mechanics and then sometimes they bring me the business that is already ready for James, or I go find the business okay. for James. I got you. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of teamwork, a lot of interaction. Sandy's holding our our interns every year. That's this year's model of our socks. So we brought some for you. <laughs> cool. I'm wearing last year's model. So every year the interns design the socks with some adult supervision because those would have been really crazy. Had I, they would have been pink and purple and. <laughs> But that's another project that we, we let them have some fun with, and, uh, and they're fast. The, the thing about these kids is, like, we gave them that sock project. It was Amaria and um, oh, Cameron. They did that in 20 minutes. I thought it was going to take them like two days. (laughs) They came back and said, here's a proof. What do you think? And I was like, ooh, I can't wear those, but let's dial the colors back a little bit. But uh, that's the thing that they've grown up with computers, and they can just
2: do things so much faster than you and I can. Sure. Um, It's it's uh, fun to watch. How many times or how often do the interns end up going to work uh, permanently after high school for the, for the uh, companies that they interned for.
18: Flora's a big guy, she's going to get mad at me for keeping talking about her, but she, the, first, the first group of students that we did this with four years ago, Flora's in that group and yeah. she's now employed at WLOX. Okay. Went off to school, graduated, won every kind of award you could win for broadcast excellence sorry she yeah. beat you to some of those oh absolutely um and then but she's back here she's home and and that's you know that's the answer to the question hopefully you find that job where your comfort zone is because if we have to import somebody in i mean people love coming to mississippi they love moving here but if you're already here and you're used to the weather and the hurricanes and the lovely august heat and afternoon <laughs> rains stay yeah you know and and there are good jobs right here in our neighborhood we've got we've got you know like they say on the news there are more jobs than there are people to fill them that's right and it's up to the companies to find the right people pay the right wage Um, and we also do some programs like we have some examples where you know the late like we had a meeting yesterday with women in construction which is a program with ladies that are already in jobs but they want to get a better job and and have more skills so we're we're working with them to to try to help people get better jobs. So if you're in a job that's twelve dollars an hour, and we can help you get a job that's twenty dollars an hour, you're better. Yeah. You know, or you're maybe not having to work two jobs. Um, Are
2: you seeing the employers maybe respond and and realize to be competitive? They they got to step up their game as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you know whether it's flexibility
18: and work schedule. I mean, we we are the worst example of a business to work in because we never know when the students are coming or not, unless it's Thursday and Sandy's bringing them. But they kind of come and go as they please, and and it's you know it's just fun to have them on our team. Yeah. Uh, it brings some youthful energy to our office, sure. and, and we like having them around. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a great program, and it's, it's, it's duplicatable all over the state. It's not, it's not something that only Gulfport High School and only Harrison County can do. It's completely
2: yeah. duplicatable. Well, congratulations. It does sound like a, a great program, uh, Bill, and I enjoyed learning about it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And, Thank and I'm you. sure it's going to get even better going from here. Bill Labors, the director of the Harrison County Development Commission, has been our guest here on Middays. We'll take a break. we got another segment after the top of the hour, Sandy East, Career Pathways, K-12 in the district. And a student ambassador is going to join us here in the LMOL studios. We're at Gulfport High School. We'll be right back.
10: You hear those notifications? That's small businesses in America taking off on TikTok.
19: Businesses like Porgy's Hot Dogs.
18: I've got another good one for y'all today. Our peanut, butter, and jelly dog.
19: Their homemade hot dog videos pull in diners from across the country. And there's Matt Fix-It, your local handyman just building a business.
17: Holy frickin' drywall repair. We've got a bathtub above this kitchen.
2: Over a million people saw that video, and new customers are still flying in. American small business booms on TikTok.
20: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery or medications and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
13: Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Ridgeland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra and it all starts with zero pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months that's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift capacity fuel efficiency and built-in weight so get zero down zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra the world's number one selling tractor Mahindra available at the tractor store in Richland
1: the new degree of comfort.
3: This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was down 122 to 112.32. March cotton was down 81 to 109.46. The open of the Chicago Board of Trading November soybeans were down one and three quarters to thirteen eighty-eight per bushel. January soybeans were down two cents to 13 dollars and a half per bushel. December corn was down four and three quarters to six o seven and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down four and three quarters to 614 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 45 to 145.40. December live cattle was down 27 to 151.22. October feeders down 87 to 188.67. November feeders down 72 to 190.30. And at the open, the Dow jumps down 95 points, 33,885. I'm Dixie Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
8: asleep looks like he's dreaming
4: man i can't wait to hang up my team mascot (laughs) i
15: I think he's having a nightmare
17: no this is just part of his lesson plan he's trying to show us that calling mississippi 811 before you dig is
10: so easy you can do it with your eyes closed call 811 two days before you dig and let's have zero damages zero injuries Year with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
17: Keep rolling. 3, 2, 1
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
19: Rocks!
2: Welcome back everyone to midday Super Talk, Mississippi. The Element Well Studios relocated today down to Gulfport High School. We uh, after the break, by the way, we've got Sandy East. From Gulfport High School, Career Pathways, K-12 through in the District Business and Industry Relationships, Career Experiences. We'll continue the conversation we just had with Bill Labers, the Director of the Harrison County Development Commission. And we've also got a student ambassador joining us as well, Gary and Meridian sends uh, an interesting, you see that, Rhino, an interesting uh, meme there, Photoshop meme, showing IRS agents with guns and helmets and shields and so forth. You know, that whole situation is uh, really going to be crazy. The Secretary of Treasury, Janet Yellen, just yesterday announced that she will not instruct the IRS, the agency that is under her authority, her purview, to pursue taxpayers whose income is below $400,000. Although when an amendment was offered during the uh, the um, Votarama <laughs> that went on uh, two weekends ago, such an amendment was offered by Republicans and it was uh, in the Senate and it was defeated. It uh, was not included in the final legislation. So there's a bit of a conflict there. And the reason, once again, is because the math doesn't work. If that were to be included in the bill, that means the CBO would have to rescore it. And upon rescoring it, it would reveal that the revenue expected to be produced by audits of taxpayers with whose income is below $400,000 would have to be struck from uh, the financial analysis, from the projection of revenue as part of the bill, and that means there wouldn't be sufficient money to spend on all these crazy credits and, and uh, green energy uh, initiatives. Uh, And and so the math doesn't work, and they'd have to pare it down. They didn't want to do that. So (laughs) they're not willing to include an amendment in there, but uh, the Secretary of Treasury says, well, pay no attention to the fact that we rejected the amendment. We're just not going to do it, Uh, which is kind of a ruse. There's something else that I discovered in the legislation I want folks to know about that is very worrisome, and that is there's $27 billion buried in the bill to set up a so-called climate bank that is to be overseen uh, by the Department of Energy now the Department of Energy knows zero about running a bank they don't have credit analysts they don't have uh, risk analysts they don't have payment facilities they don't understand how to run a bank and the last time we did this was uh, upon uh, shortly after the election of Barack Obama where in the so-called stimulus bill there was a massive amount of money allocated uh, for so-called green energy and there were a number of organizations that received so-called loans and grants as part of that legislation all of which is just money that went up in flames zero of that money ever produced anything and even the president himself kind of chuckled about it um, after it was, it was understood and after it had been out there a couple of years. it really didn't pan out the way they expected. That's because the government should not be in the banking business. The Department of Energy, uh, I'm sorry, the EPA, the EPA is who will be administering this bank, the EPA. The Department of Energy, by the way, also gets a huge chunk of money for a different purpose, mainly grants. But it's the EPA that will be setting up a bank. $27 billion to fund a government run bank. And there's no doubt that just as was the case with all these other massive COVID government programs such as PPP and enhanced unemployment benefits, now we're learning about all sorts of fraud that occurred. In fact, of the $800 billion of unemployment benefits Enhanced unemployment benefits that were part of uh, two bills, uh, one under the Trump administration, one under the, the Biden administration. It is estimated that about $150 billion of that was lost to fraud. The PPP program is similar. It's estimated that about a quarter of the money that went through the PPP program ended up and uh, being lost to fraud. In fact, I read a report this morning about an individual that filed for PPP loans and received them in 29 states. And that's because those who receive PPP loans they self-certify their payroll. Uh, and, and, And a bank, a commercial bank, that has a relationship with the SBA that is, uh, they were the administrators, if you will. They were the providers of the PPP loans, and and any private sector company that received one of those has to has to provide all sorts of proof of, of payroll in order to have loan forgiveness, receive loan forgiveness. But there's not really strong checks on that. And now we're learning about this individual that did it 29 times in 29 different states. And of course, the money's all been spent. There's no recourse to the taxpayers have. That's why the government shouldn't be in the banking business. They don't know what they're doing. It's hard enough to run a bank in the private sector. We'll come right back after this break. We've got Sandy East and a student ambassador where at Gulfport High School stay with us.
1: News, I'm Wu. A top Trump executive has just pled guilty to tax violations in a New York City court. Chief Financial Officer Alan Weiselberg admitting to all 15 of the charges he faced. He's the
4: longtime associate of former President Donald Trump that has overseen finances for the Trump Organization. Prosecutors say he was part of a scheme to give under the table cash to company executives. Weiselberg himself allegedly took nearly
1: $2 million. Fox's Colonel Scott fewer people than expected filed for first time jobless help last week. Fox's Cheryl Costoni with the numbers. We're coming in at 250,000 on initial. Expectation was 265, which would have been a 9 month high. And remember last uh, week when we got these claims that was an 8 month high. 250,000 on initial, 1.437 million that's for continuing claims. America's listening to Fox News.
17: The Mississippi Health Care Alliance urges you to call 911 at the onset of symptoms
5: of a stroke or heart attack.
0: As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart.
9: If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
0: In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke
10: teams will be ready when you arrive.
9: Every second counts.
10: Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A judge is set to hear arguments today on whether to unseal the affidavit used by the FBI to obtain a warrant to search former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Nationally syndicated talk host Lars Larson wonders why Americans
19: are being kept in the dark. But is yep. he going to make the decision? that the American public should be let in on why this outrageous, first of its kind raid by the FBI of a former president's home has taken place because the DOJ knows, and I have no doubt that Joe Biden knows, uh, I know that the FBI knows, uh, I know that Donald Trump knows, but, but the American public is being kept out of it. The
16: Justice Department argues that unsealing the affidavit could compromise their ongoing investigation. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
5: Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live. Saturday, October 22nd. When
15: talk me this, anyway. Blues
5: Traveler We're with Government f-
15: Mule.
5: Plus Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at TwilightMS.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit
17: Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group.
1: Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric
16: homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. You do have a right to film public officials in public places, and that includes
18: law enforcement. But if they're conducting an investigation, you don't have a right to interfere with that investigation. And they have the ability to set up a parameter so that they can conduct their investigation safely and maintain the safety of those that, that, that. they're trying to effectuate arrest on. And
16: Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tendall told us something as simple as a traffic stop can quickly escalate
18: into a dangerous situation. Just because it's your brother, your sister, doesn't mean you can run up on law enforcement with a camera in their face on the side of the road when they're trying to effectuate an arrest. Folks watch it on social media and they think, oh, I can do that, I can do that. Well, you you better learn the laws of the state of Mississippi and know that in in our state, if you try to interfere with that investigation or you cause danger to that officer, we're going to arrest you too. He says if you
16: think your rights were violated, the proper place to bring that up is at the courthouse when the case proceeds.
7: Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's original, Cajun and garlic and green onion sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the show that challenges you to to think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: welcome back everyone to middays hour two of the program coming at you live from gulfport high school today rain's moved through it's out of here for now a little cloudy more perhaps coming on later rhino what's it like up there uh it's still just threatening hasn't really started any downpour it's spitting a little bit but not much looks like it's mostly uh, draped over the southern third of the state joining us now Sandy East, Career Pathways K-12 in the District, Business and Industry Relationship, Career Experiences, and a student ambassador, Rayana White. Welcome to Middays. Thank you. I really uh, enjoyed uh, the tour this morning. <laughs> That was, that was excellent. Uh, got to learn a lot about what we got going on here. So, Sandy, you work in the district, is that right?
22: I work for the district. Okay. Uh, I do career pathways, K-12. Um, it, we found it's really important um, to allow our students to learn about careers uh, beginning at a very young age because by the time they get to Gulfport High School, <laughs> They need to kind of have an idea of what's out there. Students learn about careers from what they see in their families or in their community. But if they are in a community where they haven't even, say, been to the beach and they live in Gulfport, Mississippi – there's no way for them to know if they want to be uh, an astrophysicist or if they want to be a doctor or nurse and someone who comes from an environment where all they know are doctors and nurses they may not know that there's another career out there in culinary arts right so our job is to teach the kids about all the different things that are out there so that by the time they get up here they are somewhat prepared because in the tenth grade our students Make a decision, and all of our students at Gulfport High School choose an academic institute. See her, okay. HHS, Health and Human Services, yep. STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, or CAB, Communications, Arts, and Business.
2: So, all right, so let me make sure I understood that. So by the 10th grade, every student is required to, to make an option, to choose an option in one of those. Yes. Is that right?
22: That is correct. Our 9th and 10th grade students get almost everything they need for graduation, less like five classes. Okay. So by the time they get to the end of that 10th grade year, we've also given them the ACT. We give it in the 10th and the 11th grade. Okay. So they have their ACT score. They take a career interest inventory. Um, and and they meet with their counselors and they sit down with their parents and the student and kind of find an area of interest
2: got you. so is, is, the goal, is the approach there to expose them to the various careers that um, are, are available um, Absolutely. And, and then let them sort of choose and, and gravitate towards one they feel like makes the most sense for them?
22: Absolutely. And one of the things we like to say here is not only can they find what they like to do, they can find what they don't sure. want to do. Sure.
2: Makes total sense. So, uh, Rayanna, what about you? Have you chosen a career at this point?
9: Well, I have somewhere that I'm interested in doing. Like right now, I'm interested in um, science, so like biology, biological sciences. And all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more focused on the health part of the, um, the science, so forensics, if that makes sense, like after health and such. So,
2: yeah, okay. So, would you, uh, is there a specific occupation that that's preparing you for, a specific job role or uh, that, that you're thinking about?
9: Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about others and stuff, um right now forensic sciences so like probably I'm not really sure. So I'm still thinking about it. Right now, um Gulfport School District, um I they do internships mm-hmm. and right now I'm interning. So right as I said, my classes are like focused on health, mm-hmm. but in this internship I work with public relations and stuff. Oh, so yeah. public
2: relations. Yes. In the in the sort of the healthcare industry.
9: Yeah. So okay. probably that could be something that I'm interested in the future. I'm still looking into yeah. it, but sure. between the internship and what I'm focusing on school, like I can choose what I want to do from there.
2: Right. And, and you could change your mind.
9: Yeah, change my mind. Yeah. It's still a process that I'm going through. So I'm just happy that I have the op- the options out there. So I'll be set in the yeah. future. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a bit of a head start. That's yeah. the main thing. So uh, at, at a younger age where you can get some exposure and figure out what makes sense for you. Which is exactly what you said, Sandy. That sounds to me like a goal. And and, and uh, uh, Rihanna here is, is living proof of that in action
22: absolutely and as a matter of fact i'm i am the public relations director as well okay so (laughs) rihanna is my uh is my intern and i can tell you uh, having two very distinct roles in the district i need help
2: yeah sure and
22: she has done an amazing job she has kept things organized she does a tremendous amount of work in the two hours that she is here a day and and like she said she's like Finding something she's really good at. Mm-hmm. So there are jobs in healthcare that have to do with the office. Sure. absolutely. And that's what we want our kids to experience. We have students here that are doing digital media. We have we work with Harrison County Development Commission, and one of the things that's really important for us are our business and industry partnerships because we. We do a lot of projects here on campus Mm -hmm. that are driven by business and industry. Mm -hmm. For instance, we are doing a robot right now in our um, engineering robotics where they have worked with the police department and they are in the process of developing a breach robot. Uh, That was something that was brought to us by the police department. We have helped the Mississippi Film Commission. They had a movie that was filming here, and they needed a certain piece of machinery to follow Morgan Freeman in a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Webb got in touch with us and said, do you think you could do this? We took it to the kids, and they said, sure. That's the great thing about kids. They will try anything. Sure. And these kids developed this wonderful uh, desk with uh, machinery that came up and the great thing about it, they got to sit and do the joystick and operate (laughs) that piece of equipment while the movie was being filmed, oh, that's who cool. gets to do that? In high yeah, that's really it's cool. really, really yeah. wonderful. But our business partnerships make a huge difference for our students in providing, like Bill Labor said yeah. earlier, just real life experiences, not something that we're, we're putting them off in a corner and having them pretend they're doing something. They are actually doing real life projects.
2: Yeah, and i got to believe that uh, the goal there is for them as they're exposed and experiencing uh, the, these various roles uh, firsthand that, that they start to figure out where their strengths lie. And maybe, maybe we all have strengths and weaknesses, and you, you look at the, the old T account, you know, the pluses and the minuses, and you say, well, you try to gravitate towards that which really exploits and leverages y- your strengths.
22: Absolutely. One of the things I remember early on when we were developing this whole concept, I've been here for nine years, and we brought back focus groups from students who had been basically all um, AP students, advanced placement, they had taken a lot of um, upper level classes, and one of the girls was in the, literally one of the top graduates. And then we had some of our students come back who had participated in a lot of our career programming and sat down and talked to them. And the young lady who was all AP went and she said, you know, I really thought I wanted to be an engineer. And after my first year of being an engin- in the engineering program, there was no way I wanted to do that. I wish that I had taken it in high school. Yeah. And then the young lady that was sitting there in Career Tech, she had been one of our ambassadors. She had worked through communications, arts, and business. She was on track to go into a marketing track. And the young lady with all the scholarship money said, and now I have to pay for a full year yeah. of college out of my pocket that I had had scholarship money for.
2: Makes sense. Rihanna, what about uh your circle of friends uh, they have a different interest in you do you do you discuss that and kind of talk to them about what you like what you don't like about uh, your particular intern program and they share the same with you and and you kind of maybe use that as input to your decision
9: oh yes definitely um most of my friends that i have here they're drawn towards healthcare. Mm -hmm. so for example one of my friends she wants to be a pediatrician and the other one wants to be a radiologist so we kind of do like think on those stuff to say oh probably we would be interested in going there or probably not also have friends in stem who are doing like engineering and stuff um we speak on that but that's just not my thing for sure so Yeah, so that helped me to see, oh, no, engineering is just not my thing, so I just gravitated towards healthcare more well
2: yeah you know honestly I gotta believe that's more valuable than an adult telling you that an adult that's doing it that loves it that maybe only knows that and it's their career and they're trying to persuade you into that line of work as well into that occupation but when you talk to your friends that are your age and have similar interests and and backgrounds and so forth that's got to be more meaningful I believe
9: we we're all the same age, yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. easier to talk to your friends than sure. to adults most times.
2: Well, it's just great that at this age you're getting that sort of exposure. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's fantastic in that in that respect. And I think it's got to be a model that's replicated, honestly. Sandy, Rihanna, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Good to be with you guys today. Thank,
22: Thank you, you so much.
2: We'll be right back with Wendy Husley, the principal of Gulfport High School, the Element Well Studios. That's where we are at Gulfport High School, and we're coming right back.
5: an OEM certified repair using certified parts. If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
0: Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor. Whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours.
12: Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick's Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in Central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks sales and service the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
5: What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
15: Hey, there's hair! Head again.
5: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
17: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
1: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Talk Jackson 97.3. <laughs>
0: Middays with Gerard what? what? This
9: is so
0: awesome On Super Talk Mississippi Just let me hear some of that
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Once again, the Element Wealth Studios uh, temporarily relocated today down to Gulfport High School. The rain has moved through, a little cloudy, but not that bad. And joining us now is Wendy Husley, she is the principal of Gulfport High School. Wendy. Uh, thanks for coming on. Great Absolutely. to be here today. I- impressive uh, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the students uh, all the way through, uh, you you got to be proud.
8: I'm very proud. Buried.
2: you should be it, it it's awesome and uh, it uh, I've got some comments on the ceasefire tax line listening to our conversations and our description of the environment and uh, and hearing from uh, Rihanna the student mm-hmm. and and others they said yeah we ought to be doing this everywhere
8: yes we should yeah we did get a lot of people um, school districts from across the nation actually um, come here and do a tour and kind of see kind of what we're doing um, and we give them the full tour the the talk the ambassadors do their part and, yep. and yeah I mean I i hope it catches on i hope we start as a nation looking at education in a different light
2: we got to and uh one of the things that uh is starting to disturb uh, folks that really look out into the future and I, i attention to a lot of that stuff. I've always been fascinated with futurist and in, in the future in general is that we're running out of workers. Mm-hmm. And uh our population is aging. Yes. And uh we are not really uh producing the workers we need for the jobs that the future needs. Mm-hmm. Uh really to function as an economy, as a nation, as as a world and it, it's It's a problem here, it's even worse abroad, in in some other countries as well, but if we can get students excited and enthusiastic from the exposure they get Mm -hmm. from more career-oriented and real-world instruction, uh, in in addition to the the classic classroom instruction, I think that bodes well for getting us the workers we need to to power our our, our future.
8: Absolutely, and that starts in the elementary world. I mean, really and truly, we have to start engaging our students very early on. In the opportunities that they have, yeah. and we do that well here at, at Gulfport School District. Um, our, our teachers in the elementary world start ex- ex- giving the the students, the elementary students, those experience just just talking about careers and, and the you know when they talk about certain subjects and things. Um, and then in the middle school, it, it gets even more. Like our students go and um, and provide opportunities that they can learn what we're doing here. So it already engages yeah, them sure. and gets them interested. And then our ninth and tenth grade side. We um, partnership with our AIG side and our teachers so that those students over there can go and, and teach our students why they're learning all these academic classes. Ninth grade and tenth grade is very academic-heavy here. Yeah. That way we have the opportunities to give these students these these chances that you don't typically get, and that's what looks different about how we do school versus what other people do. Yeah, it um, makes total
2: sense. And, and thinking about the more traditional aspects of, uh, of an academic education, you, you, you think about um, textbooks and, mm-hmm. and research and lecture and combining all that and taking tests to, to see uh, how well you understand and have mastered that content, uh, but you're sort of exercising the brain uh, and your and skills a little differently mm-hmm. when you start doing this ca- this more career-oriented instruction yes. and. Yes. So I'm, I'm thinking you've got a head start by doing that. I mean, really, I also think it, it, it's got to, I believe, um, uh, sort of advance the, the maturity uh, mm-hmm. phasing in life.
8: It certainly takes out some of the guesswork. Um, there's there's many more of our students that already know the path that they want to go to in the college. Um, they've experienced some of those things, and, and they're definite in, in what their pathway will be. Um, and that helps out in the long run. They're not paying for extra college courses and, and years of wasted time trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up.
2: Yeah. and uh, And, of course... They may figure that out somewhat uh, while they're in high school, and that could, of course, change, but that's fine. Does, getting, does. getting that exposure, mm-hmm. uh, because one thing we know, and, and, and this is, I think, what makes it difficult for the more traditional education and uh, the education curriculum and structure is that, new jobs are being created every single day yes uh new jobs new careers new roles new functions new needs that Mm -hmm. society has absolutely and and so we're relying on um k-12 education and and often uh, beyond that as well um, a higher education as well to prepare them for those jobs but uh, this is a concern. All you gotta do is look at the numbers right uh, right now in our country, where we got nearly a two-to-one mm-hmm. ratio of jobs available to, to workers yes. seeking jobs. And the big problem there is we can't match up the skills with the jobs. Mm-hmm. And to a great extent, that's because we need to upskill. We need to refine our skills. We we need to we need to learn and and master new skills.
8: Absolutely. We we love our teacher academy program here um, at Gulfport High because we tend to turn around and hire back our own students that we put through the system, they know Gulfport cool. schools, they've been yeah. through our school system, um, and so then they've internships in our elementary schools. And so we're turning around and, and providing them with um, teacher assistant jobs um, while they're going through school to get their teaching degree.
2: You know, uh, Wendy, we're talking to Wendy Husley, the principal of Gulfport High School. Often, when a family with school-age children are looking to move to an area or perhaps they've been relocated uh, due to to job requirements Um, schools top of the list quality of schools top of the list as far as where they're going to locate Mm -hmm. and and find a residence um, because of course the address determines where they go to school Mm -hmm. i just wonder how, how many of you come into contact with that you have um discussed this high school with that said oh yeah this is where i'm
8: going daily it happens daily. Um, I figured. We, it that's does. Why I asked it? We have um, we have some amazing counselors that work with with families who call in and say, "Hey, I'm interested in, in my child, even transferring to your school." Sure. We have a lot that pay tuition that want to come here that don't live in our local um, address areas. Yeah, so, that's what
2: the sister pretended. Uh, yeah, told we us have about. a
8: lot of, of students that come this way, um, and they get the tour and they see what is offered here and how different it is from where they're coming from, um, and and it's not. I mean, it's it's not us saying, "Hey, we want you to come." it's like this is what we offer you know would you like to join our team
2: well and it's not just something you talk about on paper you've got something tangible uh, to show them that uh, I, I got to believe Stokes to the, uh, their their senses and yes. says yeah this makes sense for us yes, so it does. yeah uh, and it um, so I, are you talking to uh, your peers in other districts and other schools I should say. That we do. say yeah what are you guys doing
8: we and those conversations happen a lot. Um, we when we decided as a district to move to the flexible schedule, um, there was a lot of districts, uh, local districts, that called in and was like, you know, how are y'all doing so far? Like, what's it like? Um, we tend to be the guinea pig for a lot of new things. Gulfport's not afraid to try yeah. uh, something different. We're not afraid to think outside the box, and I think that's what makes us so unique. And and people want to know. And, and a lot of times change is scary, um, even for the adult world. Sure, um, and no so doubt. It's you know and more
2: so for the adult world.
8: M- most definitely but it's not just you know the educators the, the the leaders that get to make that decision it's a community um, involvement it's a parent involvement you have to get a lot of people on board um, and I think that's the work that we did and the the forecoming of all of this was just preparing everybody for something different
2: and and we uh, in our conversation earlier with assistant superintendent uh, dr. Mike Tatum mm-hmm. uh, you know it's one of the questions I posed to him was was this a collaborative effort and so do, do you feel like that that you've got the support mm-hmm. of, of obviously the district of, Absolutely, of the, of the community, of parents, students, <laughs> yes. lawmakers, if anything et cetera. that we do, business, the business community.
8: Yes, anything that we do, we run it by our our community leaders. Our strategic plan is is basically based off of what our community and what our leaders. And if we didn't have the superintendent and the school board that we do, who allows us to do this stuff outside the box, you know, just if we can come up with an idea and and really develop that into why it will help us, why it's going to help students. We're all about what's gonna make a difference for our students like they're number one in our thoughts all the time and so if if that's our our stance on this and we have worked all the details out and most of the time they will let us like run with our ideas because it's proven that we've we've kinda got an idea on how to make this work different.
2: So how long has this concept been in place?
8: I've been here for nine years uh, this is my ninth year at Gulfport High School I've been in the district for 23 now okay. um, and it's been very different so as a teacher in Gulfport School District um, when this first started the whole plan of what we were trying to do here at Gulfport High um, I was teaching at the middle school and as we started restructuring the classes um, and we dropped some of those classes down to the middle school I started teaching one of those classes that right. was originally a high school class I got you. Um, and so it's just knowing that and then watching the the progression of tearing down a building and rebuilding you know right in its place just the whole thing it was it had to be a, a situation where the community bought in and the, yeah. the students bought in like yeah. it was it was everybody um, just a part of what we're doing
2: yeah and and so I, I got to believe you've got a number of, of success stories as oh, a result absolutely. of that as well and and of course when you can show the results yes. from what you're doing uh, that that just validates the entire uh, concept the entire project that it made sense and yes. so That is why I think other folks need to be doing the same thing. I
8: agree.
2: Wendy, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Uh, you got a great group, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Wendy Husley, president, uh, excuse me, the principal (laughs) of Gulfport High School. We'll take a break here on Middays. We'll come right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, an 80% chance of showers, high near 85. Tonight, a 50-50 shot of rain, cloudy skies, low around 71. Your Friday, a 50% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 87. And for your Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
0: This is Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. What's new, Dave? New Nissans are arriving daily. We are now offering a two-year maintenance program on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats Canon Deal. Nobody.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A judge is set to hear arguments today on whether to unseal the affidavit used by the FBI to obtain a warrant to search former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Nationally syndicated talk host Lars Larsens wonders why
19: Americans are being kept in the dark. But is yep. he going to make the decision that the American public should be let in on why this outrageous, first-of-its-kind raid by the FBI? of a former president's home has taken place because the DOJ knows and I have no doubt that Joe Biden knows. Uh, I know that the FBI knows. Uh, I know that Donald Trump knows, but but the American public is being kept out of it.
16: The Justice Department argues that unsealing the affidavit could compromise their ongoing investigation. For Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
17: Join Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, August 21st for If I Leave Here Tomorrow, a film about Leonard Skinner and post-screening conversation by Paul Abraham. Come explore the backstory of this legendary Southern rock band, songs from the first six albums, and a focus on Ronnie Van Zandt. Doors open at 2 p.m. and the documentary will begin at 2.30. To purchase tickets or learn more about upcoming programs and Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
0: You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
17: It's an adoring fan. It's time
0: for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi, live from Gulfport High School today. We appreciate you joining us. We are returning with the uh, principal of Gulfport High School, Wendy Husley. So, Wendy, I wanted to ask you how are things going uh, now that I think COVID is more in the rearview mirror than in the windshield? Mm-hmm. Seems like uh, we're trying to get back to the, the pre COVID era. Uh, how's it looking here at Gulfport High School as far
8: as thats concerned? Covid certainly provided a lot of challenges throughout the the last couple of years. Um, we had a lot of our students and I'm sure across the nation as well um, students that went virtual and and virtual learning is difficult yeah um, certainly much difficult than it is to sit in the classroom face to face and you've got the more structure and you've got the environment that just puts your mind in the right spot to learn and, sure. um, and I don't know about y'all but working from home for me would have been extremely difficult I don't have that kind of structure in my, my home yeah. environment and so that provided a great big um, a problem for our students and, and so that creates gaps in learning and we'll experience those gaps in learning um, for a very long time I know here in the district our seventh eighth and ninth graders um, probably were impacted the most that's the the years that are probably the the biggest struggle for students Um, they're trying to find who they are and what they are and go through the the emotions and the hormones and and all of that of of middle school Um, and so last year we had 700 of our 1700 students um, virtual the year before and so bringing those students back into the classroom and expecting them after being out of the classroom for a year to know what it was like to be back in there to have that structure to to be disciplined enough to sit in a desk for 75 minutes and uh, and to listen to to a teacher and to get back into the swing of things of doing work and um, and and being structured it was difficult and and the learning gaps that took place in that um, our scores our state scores this year made not be very pretty Um, but we use that data we use that data to plan ahead to to know what we need to do next And and I encourage all schools across the nation to look at your data and see where we are because we can't just leave these kids where they are we have to close those gaps and get where we need to be and that's the part of, of getting back to um, to what we were before to what we call the Admiral Way um, and that's being able to get kids in classrooms and, and let them have control of their learning and, and be a part of it in a way that we couldn't do during um, the social distancing and mask stages of, of what education looked like um, so you know there'll be some setbacks for sure but, but our goal is to continue to move forward and, and we have a new uh, motto for this year um, It's called Anchor Down and, and it's just strapping on those bootlaces, tying them up a little tighter and, and let's get to work and, and get back to what we know we can do as Gulfport um, Admirals
2: what about uh, any sort of covid uh, measures or or uh, just restrictions in the operating environment do you still have any of those in place
8: we do not have any of those in place anymore we're treating covid kind of the same as we would if um, if a student had a flu or a strep throat or something like that yeah. um, they go to the doctor the doctor tells them how long they need to stay out they bring a doctor's note back in we excuse the days um, and we move forward you know our teachers are still putting their their class assignments and things on google classroom so students can still Still, you know, access that if they're at home um, yeah. sick, just like they would at any other time. So we're we're reaching really hard back into what we did prior to and to to get us back on track, and, and we'll be back on top um, in no time.
2: And really, that's consistent with the most recent CDC mm-hmm. guidelines as well. Yes. So uh, that's what they're calling for. Uh, you talked about these gaps. Are there any specific measures that you're that you're taking right now to to catch up, to fill those gaps, to get back?
8: well one of the the glorious things about our new um, flexible schedule calendar is that we have those intersessions built in along the way and so we'll have a nine weeks worth of um, of instruction and teachers all of our teachers provide one day after school tutoring um, every week Um, and so they can specifically get some help each week Um, but during that intersession time we also provide the um, Academic remediation in those areas that students need, and so they can come in. Teachers will be here, and we will give instruction based off of what they've missed in that last week or that last nine weeks, um, and any gaps that need to be filled. And so that's a great opportunity for us to spend some one-on-one or small group time with students to to build their um, their skill their their knowledge level um, yeah. back to where it needs to be. And we offer those three times a year. Um, okay. And so that's we also have you know great programs for um, enrichment. So if you don't need the remediation and you're there but you need you know you've got all kind of athletic camps and our AIG also provides an, an enrichment camp um, each one of those sessions as well so that they can get involved and learn a little bit more about what happens in our institutes
2: how, how do the students respond and react to that how, how is it identified I guess that there is a gap that maybe there there is some remedial um, education and, and just instruction and work that needs to occur
8: a lot of times those students will come to the teacher and say hey when is your tutoring day and so okay. they'll stay for tutoring it's, it's a voluntary thing for the tutoring okay. during the nine weeks um, and then we handpick a lot of our students who we know are struggling and that we can help uh, we open it to anyone but we specifically um, look at our students who are are failing or we know that are missing the gaps that can a little bit of help will get them you know back on track with where they are so we offer it to anybody We'll will send that letter home and say you know if you're interested you know sign up um, and then we open our doors during those is the intercession time for those students to come in and get that extra time.
2: And the teachers are on board with Absolutely. that as well. They are yeah. very
8: dedicated. I can't. You, we talked about the pride and in, in who we are in Gulfport High School, and I can't tell you how proud I am of our teachers and the hard work that they put in last year. And, and last year was a tough year to get everybody back acclimated sure. into the school. Um, but I'm so proud of what our teachers have accomplished and where our scores might not be where we want them to be. It, it shows a lot of what we have done to make that happen. And last year, uh, we anchored down last year, and, and this year we're going to continue it.
2: Uh, When would you be testing again to see that some of these gaps have in fact uh, been alleviated?
8: So we do, uh, we do what we call a three, six, and nine week test here at the high school. And so um, we test basically like where they are. So our nine weeks test will be accumulation of what happened in that I nine see. weeks. So we'll be able to see kind of skill based, standards based, yeah. uh, where they are and what gaps need to be filled. And so it's, um, it's like I said, it's data driven. We're okay. very data so driven.
2: So that, that informs you, uh, the, the instructors, the teachers, and the students as to who needs to get together yes. uh, during the intersession uh, to plug some of those gaps. Yes that's the bottom line there well I, I think it's good to hear though that it, it at least seems in, in visually it looks like it's yes. like you would expect to see in an environment uh, educational environment a secondary educational environment such as this uh, um, that looks more like the pre-COVID era to <laughs> me which is I think what everybody's yearning for
8: yes that is it's, it's getting back to the normal everybody wants that normal back yeah um, and a normal looks a little different but um, in the real world really what what we're doing is is what we do yeah um, and we we try not to let COVID slow us down.
2: Yeah, um, and, and you touched on something earlier with respect to the remote and the virtual learning. And, and, and I think that's just a situation where maybe some students uh, can, can thrive in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the teachers that I talk to don't seem to be crazy about it. No. You know, It's difficult for <laughs> it's them. It's hard. And, and one, of, one of the hardest things is just getting the students to actually log on and attend.
8: Correct. Uh, and there's some uh, I know there's some colleges that still offer um, uh, virtual classes and sure. I will tell you as a college student in my former days I would not have wanted to take um, a, a virtual class it, it's it's hard it's, it's you have I to be self disciplined to do that and, and not everybody at this age is self disciplined
2: well, I, I don't think there's any substitute for being in person and, and having that, that eye contact and, yes. and that just in, interpersonal yes. interaction those
8: relationships that teachers no and students it. build together is important
2: and uh, I'm sure You've seen there just a, a myriad of studies that have been done uh, by a cross section of uh, organizations that have, have analyzed the impact, and uh, almost all have have come to the consensus that that we we lost some time. There. Yes, we did. Um, it depended. It doesn't really uh, depend on the age level, the grade level, or the environment or the region of the country. Yes, uh, that across the board. It was a loss.
8: Yes, and, and the high school and even higher education will feel that impact for a long time coming because the elementary, sure. middle school gaps—you know—they'll they'll still get to us in the long run, and so we'll we'll deal with this for a longer time than most people.
2: And you would think that the same uh, would be true with respect to the uh, the college entrance mm-hmm. exams and the standardized tests—that yes. um, the, the scores would likely trend downward as a result of that. As well. you, would,
8: you would think now we're working really hard here with our aCT to make sure that our students are prepared we're really sure. really strong on on building their aCT skills um, to provide them those college opportunities um and so that's just it's just keep it's just keep plugging It's yeah. just keep going never give up and, and just keep moving forward
2: T- tell us how someone could attend a school that's not that does not reside in the district and still pay a, a fee of a tuition so to speak how does, how does that work
8: so anyone that lives in in our area that can get to our school on time okay. um can basically pay tuition and come to to gulfport high school um i think the tuition changes if you live within within gulfport city limits okay. versus if you live outside the city limits okay. there's there's some dollar amounts in there that change um but you know all you have to do is is register and, and go to the central office and get the permissions that you need from central office to be able to to um to come to go for high
2: i got you so um yeah i is that that doesn't conflict with any any state laws or rules with respect to uh, being tethered to your district
8: well you have address? to get permission from your school district well, I, I to thought. be able to come to here and you. that
2: is that the district or the or the school board that has to approve it
8: i uh, usually it's the district there's just a form that has to be filled out from the district that says they release you from their district for it to for you to be able to come to us
2: I, I okay i got you that makes sense and then there who determines the amount
8: uh that is wherever it is that you live whether it's that's central office i don't do money (laughs) okay that's
2: fine i'm just curious yeah yeah i got it appreciate it wendy thanks for coming on thank you appreciate it wendy husley the principal of gulfport high school we'll step aside for a break right here when we come back i think we got a student ambassador that's going to join us we shall return
0: Window tint Headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Are the
4: trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree pros and with our superior cleanup you can't go wrong baronis tree pros 601-345-8090 601-345-8090 that's
3: 601-345-8090 or online at com. that's baronistreepros.com this is a midday agri-market report the first shipment of grain to leave ukraine under a wartime deal appears to have ended up in syria even as damascus remains a close ally A moscow satellite images analyzed tuesday by the associated press show the ship in the syrian port the arrival of the cargo ship brazoni in syria comes after the government in kiev praised the ship's initial departure from the park or the port of Odessa, as a sign that Ukraine could safely ship out its barley, corn, sunflower oil, and wheat to a hungry world where global food prices have spiked in part due to the war. But its arrival in Syria's port of Tardis shows how complicated and murky international trade and shipping can be. Syria has already received Ukrainian grain taken from Russia-occupied territory amid Moscow's war on Kiev. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk. Mississippi Agri-News Network.
10: safe. It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Come on. Come on. Middays with
10: Gerard Gibbert. All right,
0: we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi, live from Gulfport High School. The Element Wealth Studios relocated today to Gulfport. And joining us now on the set, Jackson Henshaw, a student here at Gulfport High School, also a student ambassador. Jackson, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, I enjoyed uh, your guided tour uh... this morning i really appreciate that that was uh... fascinating the academic institute so um what's uh... what's your level the grade level here so gulfport? i'm in twelfth grade twelfth grade all right so you're you're about out of here then right? yes sir yeah final final year mm-hmm. have you um been to gulfport high school your entire high school career yes sir i have okay. i got you so are you a resident uh... A native i should say of gulfport i know you're a resident yes sir i was born in gulfport born and raised mm-hmm. here huh mm-hmm. awesome. uh... so what do you think about doing, Jackson, when you get out of here? I know you shared with me a little bit when we were on the tour, but tell our audience. What are you thinking?
23: Um, so right now I'm planning on going to Southern Miss uh, to major in um, secondary, secondary education. Okay. Um, my mom's a teacher, so it kind of just runs in the family. But um, for the most part, I just want to teach in the high school level, um, probably history. I'll probably come back down to the coast uh, for about a couple of years, and then maybe go up to some schools that are really needing some teachers right now.
2: So. Yeah, in Mississippi. Yes, sir. Yeah, awesome. Well, we want to keep you in Mississippi. We want uh, good young folks like you making their homes here and and uh, uh, producing and adding value into our state. Sounds like you got uh, you got that in your plans. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's awesome. So, were you inspired by your mother, who's a teacher, to pursue? that same line of work yes sir so um
23: both my grandmother and my um, grandfather were both teachers so i've kind of been around teaching all my life um and so um i think it's really important for kids to have one good teacher because all it takes is one good teacher to change a kid's life yeah um and i think that's really what we're needing right now in america in my opinion especially in mississippi you know Um, because I know my life was changed by a teacher whenever I was young Um, and so I just want to be able to put that in other kids lives
2: yeah so, besides having your mother and other members of your family that were teachers, you, you had one at a, at a younger age, in younger grades? That, yes, sir. It kind of inspired you? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Oh, uh, Sure, yes, sir. So, whenever I
23: was young, um, I had tubes that put in my ears, um, so I had real bad ear infections while I was young. And so, yeah. I actually couldn't read until I was in the second grade. Um, and so, I, my second grade teacher, she... Um, she was probably the best teacher I ever had because she put in that time and effort into me um, and making sure that I could read. Um, and so she was probably the biggest inspiration for it because I know there's other kids that um, look at school as just kind of, they look at school with a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just want to change that um, because, like I said earlier, one, all it takes is one teacher to change a kid's life. Um, and so I definitely know my life was changed um, because that teacher put the time and effort
2: into helping me. Do you feel like, uh, Jackson, that that would be something you want to do as a teacher is, is have that opportunity to identify uh, kids at, at an impressionable and sometimes vulnerable age and, and be that person that changes their life? Yes, sir.
23: Uh, 100%. Um, I think. I, would, I said that I would kind of do secondary education, but also I think it's kind of important for a young age because um, I think there's a lot of kids that have a bad teacher whenever they're young. Um, it just kind of leaves a bad taste in their mouth about school, um, and so if I could help the younger generation that's coming in and change their mindset about school, that would
2: really that would I would get joy out of that. Well, uh, that's. I don't think we find too many high school students that, that have that sort of attitude, so I, I'm impressed with that, and um, I, I'm grateful, honestly, that, that you have that sort of attitude about teachers, but I would have to believe that maybe some of your your peers don't feel that way uh, about school about their teachers do you ever try to talk to them about that
23: um i have in the past i've tried to trying to change some of their minds yeah um and kind of just uplift them yeah um because i think that's the biggest thing because just like um wanting to be a teacher i kind of want to inspire like my peers and people around me sure um and so I have a ton of friends that they're super smart, but they just kind of throw it away because they just don't like school and they
2: just have a bad mindset about it. Well, for what it's worth, it was that way when I was in high school too, so it's, uh, that's, a, that's a perennial problem that we're all working on, uh, not just in the academic community, but in society in general. So um, it, you're mature beyond your years, to I think, to realize that and to want to address it. Why history? Um, uh, my mom's a history teacher, uh, and also I'm there bad you with go. numbers. Should have so. known that. <laughs> oh, you're, uh, well, not that you're bad with numbers, yes, but, uh, but that you oh, again taking kind of the, the lead from, from your mom, who's who's mm-hmm. taught history. So, mm-hmm. a- any particular period of history that you want to? Uh, not really particular period necessarily. No, Probably just in
23: general U.S. history. Okay. Um, it, I would think so. I think a lot of people nowadays are trying to forget our history. Um and I think we need to embrace it. Yeah. Um we can't change what happened. Sure. Um, although in US history there was some bad things sure. that happened, obviously yep. in everybody's history there is, but I think we need to kinda look back and um
2: re embrace it, you know, and just kinda just go forward thinking about what not to do. Despite we just got a second here, despite our stains and warts as a country, it's still a pretty good place, isn't it? 100 percent, yes sir. Mhm. I enjoyed having you. That was fun. Yes, sir. Thank you. I I know you're going to do great, and somebody's going to be fortunate for you to be their teacher. Yes, sir. We'll take a break right here on Middays. We thank you so much for joining us today. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. And when we return, Dr. Thomas Brooks' career in technical programming in the academic institutes here at the Gulfport High School. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm
1: Lillian Wu. One of the most trusted executives at the Trump Organization pleads guilty to 15 felonies. Alan
15: Weisselberg was accused of taking more than $1.7 in untaxed perks from the company, including school tuition for his grandchildren and free rent for a Manhattan apartment his sentencing will be delayed until after the trial. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. The deal requires the longtime chief financial officer for former President Donald Trump to testify in an upcoming trial against the Trump organization.
1: In the fight over abortion, Kentucky Supreme Court denies a request to block the state's near total ban on abortion. Meanwhile, Google workers are petitioning their company to extend abortion health care benefits to contract workers and strengthen privacy protections for Google users searching
4: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Clarksdale
24: woman has admitted to defrauding nearly $81,000 through the now-defunct Rental Assistance for Mississippians program. According to court Documents: 30-year-old Nancy Saffold falsely claimed to be the landlord of 21 individuals. Governor Tate Reeves sent out a tweet following the arrest saying that crimes like these are one of the reasons he decided to end the program. And while USM fans can expect a lot out of returning players Frank Gore Jr. and Malik Shorts this season, Luke Johnson of the Eagle Hour tells us that one newcomer is set to have a huge impact on the team.
25: I'll go with Tyler Knight because he's going to play special teams and he's going to play defense. He's going to play a lot on defense and he's going to play a lot on special teams. Will Hall just just raves about him. And uh, he talked about how comfortable um, he is in his situation, his culture, the environment right now. And I think that'll bode well you know, confidence on the field. The Mississippi
17: Healthcare Alliance urges you to call 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart
0: attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications
23: to stabilize your heart.
9: If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
23: In both cases,
0: paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive.
9: Every second counts.
10: Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke.
24: It's estimated that at least 10 million kids in the U.S. are what's called latchkey children, which means that they care for themselves after school until a parent gets home. Eric Phillips from AMR explains how parents can prepare their kids for such situations.
17: Go through, you know, different scenarios of stuff that may go on. Make sure that they know how to call nine one one. Make sure they know how to use the phone. Make sure that they know how the door locks work. Make sure that they know how to, you know, get in the house safely to begin with. That's kind of a primary thing. If you're in the home, make sure that they know, hey, don't cook. Or if they do know how to cook, that it's maybe just with the microwave or you know, really, really safe stuff, so that they're not running the risk of catching something on fire or whatever.
24: And a new Girl Scout cookie has been added to the market. The new cookie is described as a sister cookie to the iconic thin mint, except with raspberry instead of mint. J.T. Mitchell, Supertalk Mississippi
17: News. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today.
15: Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from Gulfport High School today. The Element Wealth. School. Studios relocated for today's broadcast down to Gulfport High School. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, Dr. Thomas Brooks, career in technical programming in the academic institutes at Gulfport High School, is our guest now uh, on the set. Dr. Brooks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's. I got to tell you, uh, first and foremost, uh, these youngsters
26: are impressive, aren't they? They are amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. We all. We, we get just students performing at their best every single day. So I, I get to witness it every day.
2: No doubt. And it, it, it uh, kind of, you know, so all so often I think uh, in, in our news cycle, we tend to dwell on uh, all the sensationalism and, you know, and everything's negative And it, it doesn't really matter what your political persuasion is. But when you see these young people who are thinking about the future, and, and see it as uh, our best days ahead and, and, and feel fired up, enthusiastic about it and are trying to get the skills they need to succeed in life and lead our country into the future. Uh, as an American that's, that's kinda past their career but concerned about the future I'm optimistic and when you see this you gotta just get more
26: fired up about it. Absolutely. When I first met the students first day that we brought all our juniors into the auditorium, I told them that they're sitting next to community leaders, uh, our city leaders, state leaders, national leaders are in this auditorium right now. Gulfport has some bright, bright uh, students here. So we are excited. We're leaning forward, uh, very optimistic of what's to come here on the Gulf Coast and and here in Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah, and and we should also point out that it it, uh,
2: makes one feel the future is bright for our state because I I, I get the sense from many of the students that we've talked to uh, thus far that they want to try to make their home in the state of Mississippi. We just had uh, Jackson Henshaw on the program talking about um, starting his teaching career here in Mississippi and continuing that in Mississippi and, and uh, maybe starting off uh, on the Gulf Coast here but perhaps
26: finding his way to a district that is more in need of, of teachers. Absolutely. One of the benefits of having a large number of partners here in the Gulf Coast is they get to see our students perform at their best during internships and jo- job shadows and when they come in and talk to our students uh, in different settings they get to see our students but our students get to see them right? and network so when they go off to Mississippi State, Ole Miss and our great universities that we have here in Mississippi uh, they're gonna get recruited nationally yeah but we want it to be an option for them to we want them to come back to Gulfport but if they stay in Mississippi we're good with sure that too. sure Ab- absolutely I understand
2: so uh, with respect to the academic institutes do you feel like that these are more geared to- towards preparing a student uh, for their their college career, or is it more geared towards uh, preparing them for uh, a career in in uh, in business in the in the workforce right out of high school, or a combination of the two?
26: The answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we focused on getting students prepared for what's next in our academic institutes, and I explain it like this: most high schools in Mississippi, you have your Career and Technical Education Center. At, at one location and the high school in another location. Yeah. Here at Gulfport, we have them both in the same building. So right beside the robotics shop is an English class. Yeah. And right beside the automotive shop is your history class. Yeah. So we are preparing, preparing our students for both in a future post-secondary in education and in the workforce. So if they decide to go directly into the workforce after high school, they are ready. If they need to go to a community college or a four-year institution or even a graduate degree, it all ends with a job or some sure. type of career in a professional setting. So sure. we want them ready if they come through Gulfport High School. Yeah,
2: and and uh, th- because of the broad... Uh, spectrum and cross-section of, uh, of disciplines within the institutes, mm-hmm. you're exposing them to, a, to a, a, again, a wide variety where they can sort of make that call. Does it make sense for me uh, to enter the workforce straight out of high school uh, as a productive member of society, or should I go on and continue my education uh, to prepare me for a, a career that uh,
26: perhaps requires a college degree? Absolutely. And we focus on getting students their national certifications, but at the same time, a a lot of our students uh, I think roughly about one hundred and twenty students right now are in our middle middle college program, so those students, after the tenth grade, they go over to Gulf Coast Community College and they 're able to pursue an associate 's degree at the same time while they're finishing up their their um, high school education yeah
2: yeah it's it 's uh, truly awesome, so to some extent, uh, Dr. Brooks, it feels like you're maybe pulling forward what maybe a student would have to wait to go to college to experience or certainly be exposed to maybe you're kind of pull or pulling forward what they'd have to learn if they if they got out of high school had a, had a high school diploma and entered the workforce or tried to enter the workforce and the employer says you don't have the skills that we need well I have a high school diploma yeah but I, I need you to hit the streets today running and, and do a productive workforce and that's what happens when you
26: when you uh, have this experience here absolutely and one of, the, one of the programs that we have that is off-site is our Gaston Point uh, program, and over there we've partnered with the shipbuilding industry, the energy, energy industry, AMR, even we offer a CDL uh, certification off-site. So we're looking at, okay, what are these jobs that are available right now And how can we prepare our students not only with a high school diploma but the skill set to walk directly into those jobs and perform and be hireable and you know be a good employee? It's the number
2: one. Concern and number one issue for employers just having some experience in economic development. It's what they all say. It's top of the list. Absolutely. Top of the list is we really can't set up shop. We can't ex- we can't expand our organization. We're not going to invest in an area. We're not going to locate in an area unless we can secure the qualified, ready to hit the streets, running uh, workforce. And and they do a lot of research to determine that. I think that having programs like this where you're producing graduates that do possess those skills, that's an asset with respect to attracting business into
26: the community. Absolutely. When uh, we build our partnerships, it's not just what can the partner do for yeah. Gulfport High School, yeah, but these are the things that we can do to help with job training and and those type things with our students while they're still high school students but they're ready as soon as they enter the workforce yeah it it makes total sense and and so for for that
2: reason it's the the private employers and the businesses in the community they fully support and embrace this concept and what you're doing here that's it's so good because for so many years i think you would agree here dr brooks we've had kind of this gap between employers and our academic institutions that are supposed to be in preparing employees, and there, there was never communication or interaction. It, it seemed like, and you'd hear a lot of a lot of uh, uh, grumbling from the the private sector that, well, the schools aren't really producing graduates that that are ready to take on the
26: jobs that we're hiring for. Well, as a educational institution, we have to listen to what the employers are saying. Sure. And then we have to be able to have some flexibility to provide that training and, and develop those skills that they need. And we're able to do that in Gulfport because in our ninth and tenth grade uh levels, our students they take so many classes that are focused strictly on graduating high school. So when they exit the tenth grade, they really just need a few electives and they're ready to go, so we can spend their 11th and 12th grade years getting them ready for college, getting them ready for careers, or a little bit of both. That's awesome. That, that is just incredible. And so I was talking to uh, uh,
2: Principal Wendy Husley earlier about uh, the success stories uh, mm-hmm. that uh, can, be, can be pointed to in, in reference it seems to me like if, if you've got those success stories and you compare those to to uh, what were the outcomes prior to implementing these programs, that in itself validates the concept, and it just means we need more of that. And, and I, I'm sure you guys are working on even making it better. I mean, you don't just sit, sit uh, still and, and become static. You're constantly working to improve that. And, of course, the jobs of the future keep changing as well, so you've got to adjust
26: that some way. the the content the things that we're we are doing here at gulfport just doesn't impact our students at gulfport some of our programs are offered to every student in harrison county so we're reaching beyond just what's happening here at gulfport we do things for other districts as well
2: that is awesome dr thomas brooks career and technical programming in the academic institutes at gulfport high school has been our guest dr brooks that's uh It's been good talking to you, sir, and congratulations on what you got going on here at Gulfport High School and all your success, and I'm sure we can look forward to to much more of that. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We'll step aside for a break right here on Middays. When we come back, we've got the mayor of Gulfport, Mississippi, Billy Hughes. Stay with us.
15: Temple. Customer, Clark's Construction.
12: We had a Complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with the bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews, never did get one that was uh, that was not good. And, you know, the trust issue was, was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five-star.
15: For a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463.
12: I'm Denman Ferguson, Realtor with Four Corner Properties, serving Mississippi and beyond. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home or wanting a special family recreational hunting track, give me a call and I will assist you throughout the process from searching, listing to closing. Call me, Denman, at 601-214-6433 or call the office at 601-952-2828. Please call me with all your real
13: estate needs. Thank you.
17: Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you do. For all
15: your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations too in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brown. Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Cross Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443.
10: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Supertalk Mississippi 97.3.
0: And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Get it out. Now, on to the real part.
12: Dynamite.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from Gulfport High School. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios, situated in the cafe here, the Culinary Cafe at Gulfport High School, is the mayor of the great city of Gulfport, the Honorable Billy Hughes. Mayor, thanks for coming on, sir. Well, look, there's a meal involved, so that was an easy mark. (laughs) (laughs) I see him over there dishing it up. I think I'm going to partake when we're done with the show here. I'm betting it's pretty good. It smells awfully good. and well, folks are I, got digging a, in.
25: I got a head start, and uh, <laughs> they're serving up a really, really great meal. Uh, and these students uh, have really taken to it. There's a lot of pride here, uh, and, and these institutes, have, these academies have, have made a huge difference in the uh, you know, direction of these kids. And quite frankly, I think it gives them a, a little head start. As far as career, career, career path. And I totally are, agree. To see what they're doing here, doing the serving, um, they're getting some great training. But it's uh, some of it's just about the fundamentals. Uh, but the, what they're whipping up
2: is pretty doggone tasty. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Uh, I can I can see them uh, uh, graduating to a career, uh, perhaps in industry as big time chef and uh really making a mark for themselves uh, and and that's true with respect to all of these uh institutes here in the academies there uh, it's so impressive mayor you you got to be proud that this is in your city uh, we've
25: had uh, the benefit of a lot of innovation, particularly in the school district. Uh, Glenn East has provided a lot of leadership, and c- quite frankly, taken some chances that weren't always the most popular things. But what he's done uh, through these innovative approaches, from everything from the academy uh, approach, where there's a career path early on uh, in these students' lives, you know, to to going to the year-round school school schedule, right. uh, there's just a lot of things that are really uh, continuing to elevate Gulfport's presence on kind of uh, setting the bar for. Uh, for where we
2: want to be and we're going to continue to push. Yeah, there's no doubt about it and and I got a feeling that many of these graduates will uh, pursue careers that land them back in Gulfport and uh, I think that'd be a wonderful thing because we got to keep replenishing and that's a, a concern of uh, in our country right now.
25: Well, it's, it's real and it's, it's generational you know uh, uh, Auditor White has been you know talking about this brain drain thing and you know as long as any of us have been around here we talk about that and how we do it and so my my approach in seeing what's happening here and what we're trying to do and even having my, raising my own kids yeah um you know we talk about in, in Mississippi and particularly South Mississippi about making ambassadors every day and folks come here with this preconceived notion of Mississippi a stereotypical notion sure. it's not it's typically not good and when they get here they're blown away and say I had no idea how nice the people are how great the food is uh you know how wonderful the experience is it's year round um uh, you, you know, and, and and but people are so accommodating. We're the hospitality state, and it's not by accident. I agree. But, but so so they become new ambassadors. As far as but my thing when I talk to kids, I said I asked them a lot. I said, okay, how many of y'all are going someplace else when you're done? And most of them say, yeah, we yeah. are. I said, okay, look, that's okay, but. Well, you, you, you know you're in a special place, but I think when you get out there, you're going to realize how special it was to come from Mississippi yep. and have that foundation and the character that you've developed. So I want you to go out and be an ambassador for Mississippi out there. Yeah. Learn what's cool and what's happening in other areas, and then bring it back. Yeah,
2: totally agree. Come back. back. If you
25: go, Just just find your way back.
2: Great, great advice. I, I totally agree. And, and you know, I, for what it's worth, I'm an example of that. And the auditor and I have discussed this. He's an example of that. You go off, you go to school, you get your education, maybe work a little bit out of the state. But something inspires you and says, you know, this is where I want to start my family, raise my family, and, and build my career, and you come back to the state. And, and we, we'd like to see more of that. And I, I think we can do a, a, a good job working together to um, inspire that, so yeah. I, I applaud you for um, sharing that message with them, I, and I, I guarantee you they'll think about it. Well, I don't want them to feel bad when they leave. I want them to be happy about sure. it and I go agree.
25: ahead and uh, you know, show them what Mississippi is all about uh, through their conduct and their success, and
2: I just just pay it forward and bring it back when the time comes. I asked uh, uh, Principal Wendy Husley uh, earlier on the program how many uh... families come from uh... other other areas of the state or even out of state and and move into the district or considering moving into the district and of course top of the list always mayors quality of schools that's a big issue to to a lot of folks when they decide uh, where to locate when they got school-age children and uh, how many of them she hears from says you know after seeing this place and and talking and getting to meet the people uh, talking with getting to meet the people this is where we want to go she says every day she has those
25: conversations You do, you know, you cannot talk about economic development uh, without having an educational component, and it better be strong. And uh, you better have community commitment as well. And a few years back, you know, we always knew we had great curriculum, great teachers, um, but we had to do a few things differently. A lot of communities that aspire to bring manufacturer businesses, other folks in there, a lot of that development you're talking about. They have drive-bys done and moms get on the web and they look and see what your stats are but businesses come by without you knowing and say they look at the physical plant, they look at the success rates, they look at the graduation rates, those things. Our community understands that, and a few years back, we, we passed uh, a $41 million bond for the improvement of the physical plants of Gulfport schools, and we're enjoying that today. And it sends one heck of a message on the local commitment, the importance that we place in the value of a good, solid education. And again, uh, having the students be in an environment that is state-of-the-art, it enhances their experience. I think it gets them a little more excited and more invested in it. So there are just so many dividends that pay off, But and guess what? We're seeing more and more folks coming, and you've heard us talk about this blue economy with uh, yeah. you know more high-tech, high-paying jobs, scientist types, hundreds of folks coming in. We're in a housing boom right now. There are a lot of things coming together because of a lot of advanced planning and commitment to things like a strong education. And we're real fortunate across the coast. You know, We have high-scoring schools everywhere, yeah. and for Gulfport, we knew that we wanted to be the tip of the spear and be competitive, and I believe we're delivering on that.
2: Yeah, you're so right about that. The, the entire coast region is really blessed with uh, fantastic schools, fantastic districts, and leadership as well that makes a difference there. Uh, you, you touched a bit, uh, Mayor, on the economy. Uh, do you have some major economic projects underway right now? You Some stuff that's cooking?
25: Uh, every day um, you know we, we did an assessment uh, and we've had uh, easily over a billion dollars over the last decade in investments and right now we've got uh, probably over a hundred million dollars in investments not counting uh, additional commitments for build out so we've got the Gulfport Town Center that's been a public-private collaborative yeah. on that that's going to be a, a multi-unit multi-use uh, apartment high-end apartment complex downtown our historic downtown is really growing. You go up at the crossroads at Orange Grove with I-10 and 49. That area is blowing up as well. We we're still the the, the retail leader uh, in South Mississippi. We've always been the business center of South Mississippi since our founding, and so we take that pretty seriously. The good news is our our economy is not one-sided. With you know, tourism is our bread and butter. And we understand that. The airport is one of the easiest to get in and out of, so we're a great drive-to market. We're a great flying market, but that live, work, and play thing that Ricky talks about—it's—it's it's very real here, and, yeah. and we're starting to see it. So you've got you've got the military, you've got the business component, you've got the retail, you've got the tourism, you've got medical, um, and, a, and a lot of office professional uh, and, and manufacturing as well. So there is we we benefit uh, from that mix across this coast because we're able to weather economic storms that impact uh, a lot of the country. Um, then we're not immune to it, but we actually tend to to do pretty well through times good and bad.
2: Yeah, and that's the that's the, the benefit of a, of a diverse economic uh, base and, and not being so reliant on a single industry, and if it experiences a downturn, that has a tendency to uh, filter across the entire region and the entire economy, but agree, uh, the, the coastal economy and in particular in Gulfport is a very diverse one, as you indicate, and, and so no doubt tourism a, a big a part of that, but lots of other industries as well.
25: Well, the Research and Development Center going up on the port uh, the, the Wicker Center and that's that's really going to be a center of excellence for the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, a lot of R&D there. We've got uh, over a $30 million build out for a new Job Corps Center in Gulfport uh, to awesome. provide al- alternatives for our youth and, and getting them into the workforce as well. So uh, there's a lot of excitement, a lot again a lot of investment in um, that Secret Coast we talk about. We're getting discovered and <laughs> what, what the dynamic now the discussion is you know c- come see what we got, come learn. Some of the folks who have moved here I said, this is so great. There's no gridlock. There's no traffic. So I really don't want my friends coming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're going to screw up what we got here. <laughs> oh, uh, here of course, I, we, we're, we're, I, from our state, we'll, we'll take a, we'll take a <laughs> chance. We'll just keep on growing. Um, the, the aquarium has been a good addition to our economy. It's yeah. a great boost. And um that whole Jones Park area with the new uh, pedestrian tramway that's going that's under construction now is um uh, gonna be a game changer for us. And then of course we're coming up on cruising the coast. Yeah. We'll we, be here. Yeah, huge impact. I know you will. Looking we're forward glad to have that. you there. Yeah. Uh we have the you know, Harbor Lights Winter Festival, number one uh Christmas show in Mississippi top ten in the nation. These things that continue to get people to come here again. We're easy in, easy out and um it's just it's working for us. Before we go, the financial condition of the city of Gulfport, how you looking? I say we're doing well despite the mayor. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Come on, we, mayor. We, we, we have a heck of a team, yeah. uh, and uh, you're always watching it and looking at it and just trying to manage the expenses. We're in budget cycle now, and that's, that's never
2: fun, but it's just part of part of what you do. Yeah. Well, with the economic growth you're experiencing, you, you talked about uh, having a bit of a real estate and a housing boom. You ought to be in good shape. Uh, We like the direction we're headed. Yeah, sounds good, Mayor. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for coming on. Have you down here, Mayor Billy Hughes, the mayor of the city of Gulfport, has been our guest. We are at Gulfport High School today, and when we come back, we've got Frank Bordeaux, the vice president of BXS Insurance, and the chairman of the Mississippi GOP. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, an 80% chance of showers, high near 85. Tonight, a 50-50 shot of rain, cloudy skies, low around 71. Your Friday, a 50% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 87. And for your Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
14: 601 957
4: Are you a small business owner, run a small business, or aspiring to be a small business owner? If so, then don't miss Collab South for a full day of panels and breakout sessions to build your business and sustain it through long-lasting relationships with other entrepreneurs. Presented by the Southern Business Institute. Locate, connect, and collaborate with other like-minded business owners. This one-day event will be held at the Country Club of Jackson, August the 26th from 8 to 5 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at southernbusinessinstitute.com. Space is limited, so act now and purchase your tickets today at southernbusinessinstitute.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Clarksdale
24: woman has admitted to defrauding nearly $81,000 through the now defunct Rental Assistance for Mississippians program. According to court documents, 30-year-old Nancy Saffold falsely claimed to be the landlord of 21 individuals. Governor Tate Reeves sent out a tweet following the arrest saying that crimes like these are one of the reasons he decided to end the program. And while USM fans can expect a lot out of returning players Frank Gore Jr. and Malik Shorts this season, Luke Johnson of the Eagle Hour tells us that one newcomer is set to have a huge impact on the team.
25: I'll go with Tyler Knight because he's going to play special teams and he's going to play defense. He's going to play a lot on defense and he's going to play a lot on special teams. Will Hall just, just raves about him. And uh, he talked about how comfortable um, he is in his situation, his culture, the environment right now. And I think that'll bode well, you know, confidence on the field.
2: back everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. We are live from Gulfport High School today. The Element Wealth Studios uh, relocated for today, back in the studio uh, tomorrow. Rhino taking uh, care of business up there now, but joining us is Frank Bordeaux. He is the vice president of BXS Insurance and also the chairman of the Mississippi GOP. Frank, always good to see you, my friend. Always good to see you. It's great to have you down here on the uh, beautiful mississippi gulf coast it's awesome as always and uh... this this high school this facility and and most importantly these uh... impressive students really something unbelievable it is
27: unbelievable you know, if anybody says that you can't educate children in a public school setting
2: uh, Gulfport High is going to prove you wrong every time. They're absolutely uh, correct. And and what's, I think, um, in, in particular, what's a bit soothing, uh, Frank, is that you and I, I think, in, in the political world, it seems like we're uh, we're always mired in, in, in the negative, you know, and, and, and antagonistic uh, issues and confrontation. But you, you come in, it, and that's adults, you know, but you come in this environment, and these young students – they got their lives in front of them, and and they just they breathe optimism. Uh, it certainly made me feel that way being around them here today, and we should be because they're impressive youngsters, and I have no doubt they're going to be uh, great Americans and productive members of society. No question
27: about it. And. You and I have a unique uh, ability or because of our jobs and what we do. We get to go travel across the state. And I know you were at Oxford High School. Yeah. We talked to folks at DeSoto County and their school district, Harrison County School District. All across the coast, all throughout the state, you're seeing positive community partners joining with our public education. You're seeing our legislators paying our teachers, making sure that the money's going into the classroom rather than into administration, and you're seeing positive outcomes. Uh, we're, we're leading the, the the nation in multiple categories as far as growth rates in Mississippi, and it's why Economist Magazine called us the Mississippi miracle. I mean, we are really making strides in Mississippi in public education. School districts like Gulfport, DeSoto, Madison, that are leading leading that charge.
2: No doubt about it, and, and producing the kind of students, the kind of, uh, of young people People that are going to be the leaders in the next generation of this country but they're getting such a fantastic foundation uh, for those careers and what whatever uh, the, the job occupation they choose in life they, they get exposed to that at a young age that's that's the big thing to me Frank is I just remember of course I'm an older guy but you know back in the traditional education in, in a high school you, you didn't know about all that stuff. You, you didn't get exposed to it. You didn't get to experience it. And that's what they get to do in these academic institutes is, is get their hands uh, dirty, so to speak, and actually witness and experience what it's like to work some of these jobs that might make sense for them in the future. They're getting a head start big time. That's right. And the communities that are working with their school districts and investing
27: in their school districts, you saw Long Beach's bond issue pass this year. They're building a new high school Or they just moved into their new high school. Stone County's passed this year, right? But we're seeing that across the state in the successful public school. Uh, districts have that community involvement, and so we have to continue to push for that across our state to, and make sure that our children aren't just getting the typical education that you and I think of when we were in school, but the education you just talked
2: about. We've got to break the mold. That's right. we got to get them prepared for their future. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, um, and our legislature, uh, I think, uh, did something good in, in passing the teacher pay raise and getting us on the par with the neighboring states. I think mean, that was a big, that was a big accomplishment It's huge when people you know it's hard to get teachers nationally
27: but whenever we're competitive or better than competitive we're seeing teachers move across the border's it's on that Tennessee border, the Louisiana border, the Alabama border coming into our schools that's a huge deal especially when we get tenured teachers coming over. That, uh, and we're seeing that already from that
2: pay raise. Yeah, so no, no doubt about guys. it. No doubt about it. Um, and I know in, in your travels, have you received positive feedback about that from the education community yes. and the communities you're in?
27: When I'm talking to educators, when I'm talking to not the teachers union.
2: Sure. Right. When I'm with to actual I, I'm teachers, with
27: you. when I'm talking to actual administrators, they're very positive about the movement that's coming out of Jackson as far as the involvement in their want to help public education.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, uh, the dedication of uh, the staff here, the administration, uh, the instructors, the staff. That makes a huge difference in the quality of education, and we see that. We witness that here at Gulfport High School.
27: Without a doubt. Uh, We have very good educators across the the coast. You saw it during COVID whenever a lot of other school districts uh, across our country were shut down. Our school districts were trying to figure out uh, how to open up. Biloxi was open. Gulfport was open. Harrison County was open. Uh, All of our school districts on the coast. And we saw it. Madison was open. Rankin County was open. Oak Grove. And so those school districts that did what they were supposed to do, those are dedicated educators that
2: went and, and did what other educators across this country yeah. did, refused to do. Yeah, they wanted to, to discharge their jobs and fulfill their functions and their role in life. I mean, what a novel idea. Yeah, that's is What right. we should all be doing. So, all right, so we we, uh, we got to touch on politics a little bit. You and I know we got, what, 83, four days or so? 83 days. 83, right? Yes. Okay, I knew I was close to, uh, to the midterms. We just saw... Maybe what is the last of the primaries uh, with Alaska and of course Wyoming, Representative Liz Cheney, who uh, who got beat uh, rather dramatically in dramatic fashion, I should say. I mean she, uh, I think that was a little more than I expected, but in general she knew it, they knew it. That's right. Okay, so uh, I think those that felt like she was not really aligned with the party overall and maybe representing uh, the values of her constituents, uh, I think are, are ha- happy. But we can't just celebrate that and say, okay, we're done here. we got a lot more work to do. And, and, and we while we are going to get a replacement, likely a Republican replacement, uh, Ms. Hedgeman, um I don't know that that changes the vote so much in the House for that position. It certainly won't be a person that's obsessed with with trying to get get to Donald Trump. But it's not going to change the vote. That's right. It's these other races that I'm worried about and getting us the majority, uh, at least in the House. And you know, I've talked about uh, just how uh, how the the Senate is kind of hanging in the balance. What what are you hearing? lately? The Senate's going to be difficult, and if there's complacency, if if
27: if the voters. It seems as though voters across the nation on the Republican side feel like the red wave is inevitable. Uh, my fear is they stay home if yeah. they believe it's inevitable. It's always the issue. And so, I think that w- if we're going to ha- truly have a wet red wave, we need to get all our Republican voters out to vote, uh, and we need to do it in Mississippi as well. Is the party investing in that? Frank? The, the party is. The RNC is heavily invested. Uh, we're our. The RNC is outraising the DNC, but our candidates are getting outraised by the Democrat candidates. Exactly right. And one of the issues is, is our candidates have to get out there and, and work harder. And uh, the RNC, our chairwoman, has made that very clear. Uh, none of our uh, uh, uh Candidates across the country can be complacent. I know RNC members are traveling all throughout the states uh, working on these campaigns and trying to energize the base. I hope
2: so, because get out the vote is going to be critical. That's right. It's absolutely going to be critical. Of course, it's, it is it uh, is so close, and the margin is so close. There, there are, Six, seven of the 35 races that are really competitive and and could make or break the balance in the Senate. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, New Hampshire, Nevada, Ohio. Uh, And heck, we got to keep Ohio and Pennsylvania to stay even. That's right. And those are contentious races. Contentious races. This is a difficult
27: cycle for Republicans in general just because of the states that are in play. (laughs) The fact that we're talking about having being able to take it over is positive, but that's we have to get over the the, the line as far as the economy is concerned. If if inflation and all that is continuing and it's going to continue through November, yeah. you have to think that should help the Republicans. But our candidates have to get out and work hard.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I saw. Um I caught a conversation with uh, longtime uh, Democratic strategist James Carville, and he's out. Uh, of course, he's pretty good about admonishing his own party. He, he really goes after the squad and the far left in the party, but uh, it doesn't change him. He just goes after him and tries to point out that he said something like, the worst words ever in the English language, uh, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, or defund the police. <laughs> he said that, but uh, now he's predicting that there could be a trump scandal i'm just looking at the story here could be quote the biggest story since 9-11 is what he's saying and i don't know if that's just him trying to uh kind of pump up and and, uh, get a rise out of his democrat base or what's going on there uh but you know he doesn't pull any punches he's he's pretty honest guy i don't know if he knows something that everybody else doesn't i don't necessarily believe so But uh, nonetheless, it's still got a difficult task in front of us. I would have said three months ago we may have a a, a 25- to 30-seat advantage in the house after the midterms. I'm feeling more like that's in the 5- to 10 range now. It's looking that way,
27: unfortunately. And so uh, I do believe Mar-a-Lago – to this date, has energized the base again. I agree.
2: I think it's kind of backfired on uh, Merrick Garland a little bit. I totally agree with you there. And, of course, we're going to see what happens with this judge. It's going to decide whether or not the affidavits are going to be revealed. And and Trump's calling for them, too. I agree. And, of course, uh, the DOJ is uh, less enthusiastic about that. I find it
27: funny with the background of this judge that he didn't recuse himself in this deal. I agree
2: with you as well. Frank, always good to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming on and congratulations on all the success here at Gulfport High School. Yes, sir. Thank you. Frank Bordeaux, Vice President, of BXS Insurance and Chairman of the Mississippi GOP, this has been our guest. Final segment on Middays Live from Gulfport High School after this break. <laughs>
5: It's time to fuel up during the Ag Up Equipment 75 Year Celebration. Save up to thirty-two hundred and fifty dollars on a new John Deere 5E tractor. Plus, you'll receive a seventy-five dollar fuel card. Listen up, that isn't all.
10: How about zero percent financing
5: for seventy-two months? Come celebrate with us at any of our sixteen locations, or visit us at AgUp.com. Offer ends 10-31-2022. Fuel cards available while supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
0: This is Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. What's new, Dave? New Nissans are arriving daily. We are now offering a two-year maintenance program on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody.
10: From
17: the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today.
10: All the folks in the Capital City metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll
19: do it live.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: Pick me up, love. Pick me up, love.
11: Every day.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Final segment live from Gulfport High School today. It's been uh, a blast being uh, around the the administrators, the teachers, but in particular, and the business leaders, uh, political leaders, but in particular, the students. Uh, Just so impressed watching them uh, prepare uh, the meal, which I'm going to enjoy when we're done with the program here today. I've watched all uh, the others here that have been part of the program. Uh, Already have had their lunch, uh, Rhino, while we're doing the show here. And i got to tell you, it looked awfully good. These students take such pride. Uh, in their work and in the preparation of the meal here in the cafe, but uh, really all across um, this this high school, this environment, and uh, the academic institutes in in general, it's just very impressive and it's it's good to see and and once again, I think the key takeaway uh, for me at least today is uh, just one of optimism and, uh, and a good feeling about the future of our country and our state. Uh, being around these impressive youngsters. Uh, this is uh, These are the future leaders. These are the future business leaders, political leaders, uh, teachers, innovators, entrepreneurs, etc. And I just think that uh, we're in good hands, folks. And I, and I know uh, we have a tendency, and I, I'll admit, in our line of work, I'm, I'm somewhat guilty of it as well. We, we dwell on the sensationalism and we dwell on all the crazy stuff. And there's a lot of it going on, there's no doubt about it. And we do it to inform. We do it to uh, to, to educate, to convey information, to, to just make people aware, because I think we need to be aware of what's going on. But sometimes you have to stop and take stock of, of the good things that are going on. And this is an example. Uh, we've witnessed that here. And it's right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast in our state. And we just got to be excited about that. We, we, we've got to be optimistic about that. I've often thought, well, you know, to, to those who are predicting such such a dour and bleak future uh, with such uh, negative consequences and and just so-called doom and gloom, would you go down to the maternity ward and, and tell? Um, a, a, a set of parents who are about to give birth and bring a new human into the world. Hey, don't do that because the world's gonna end here in a few years and this place is just terrible. Well, no, I don't think anybody would do that. Um, and why would anyone want to bring anybody into the world if if uh, everything is, is going uh, in that direction? I don't believe that. I, I'm, despite all the issues, all the challenges, that we are currently facing uh, in our country in our world I still believe our best days are ahead and I, I believe that you you have to think optimistically and, and and maintain that sort of attitude because if you don't and, and you think counter to that then often that's exactly what materializes and that's I- exactly what becomes reality so I, I think, I think Optimistically, and I think positively about our future, and, and I'm inspired by these youngsters and these dedicated uh, teachers and administrators that that I've met today. Um, that our best days are indeed ahead, and who would want to tell these students, "Hey, look, don't don't really work too hard, and don't don't bother trying to improve your skills and prepare for your future because there's not going to be any future. It's over. I, I'm just not in that camp." And those of you that uh, disagree with me on that, that's fine. We can we can just disagree, but um, I, I just I don't think I think it's counterproductive. Honestly, I think the, the productive approach is to maintain a, a sense of optimism, and uh, and again, that I think that's being personified and exemplified here, just being at this high school and around these impressive youngsters, and and I know there are more out out there in society and and uh... in our state in our country and, and they're gonna have to what we've got to teach them the really good people here is they, they've got to seize um, control and and make sure that they stay involved and that they contribute to society and that they're aware of their circumstances and the challenges we have and that they, that they address those uh... through our legal constitutional uh, approach uh... to doing so um, our friend Gary in the Berg rhino in the ceasefire uh, text line um, he, he said something early, earlier about his concern about how electric vehicles may may impact negatively uh, jobs and other just aspects of the economy and I and I hear you Gary and, and it's a it's a valid concern but I'll just say this that if that's if that's truly something that um, we should uh, consider, in such a way that we would discontinue innovation and, and just really just blunt and temper um, our constant our constant desire human desire innate uh... human uh... feelings to innovate and and desire to innovate well then we should just unplug all these computers and we should go to every factory and dismantle all the automation no you know we're not going to do that um, th- there are going to be plenty of jobs available even if we transition to electric vehicles. And I think that's happening within 10 years. And I say that because every major manufacturer said, we're not going to be making these gas cars any longer <laughs> after a certain period of time. Anyhow, we are out of time here today from Gulfport High School. We appreciate you joining us so much. It's been a blast. We're back in the Element Well studios in Jackson tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Uh-huh.